Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the official recording of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Ah! Hey, it's me, Snurg! I don't really like Noble Knights that much, but NobleKnight.com is okay by me. You know why? They got tons of products for me where I can just be hiding in dungeons and stuff like that. Also, it's it's really, really cool. I get to find all these bestiaries that I can fill my dungeon with and all kinds of goblin miniatures. So check out Noble Knight. They'll even buy old gaming products that you aren't using anymore, and they're awesome. NobleKnight.com. Make sure you tell them the Tome Show sent you. There are a lot of subscription services out there that deliver things right to your door these days. Veggies, movies, meat, pet toys, artisanal jams, collectibles, RPGs, pictures of cool places, music, butter, dice. Wait, what? There is literally only one thing on that list that would make my life complete. A monthly subscription service for dice? Dice Envy has subscription services for dice. They send you a unique set every single month right to your house. Go check out their subscriptions. Or if you just want to go buy some of their unique and interesting dice, head over to DiceEnvy.com and let them know that the Tome Show sent you. Hello everybody and welcome back to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will, I'm a D&D sex icon and I'm back today with yet another episode of The World Tree Burns. We've got a full cast and crew back with us tonight. So let's go around the cast and crew, let's figure out who we are and who we're playing. And let's start with our illustrious dungeon master, Dan Dillon. Dan, how you doing, my friend? Doing very, very well today. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, so yeah, I'm Dan, I'm the dungeon master. And uh, I will be narrating these yahoos through their wondrous adventures. Thanks so much, Dan. Uh, we also have with us tonight McCloken. How you doing, my friend? Hell, uh, I'm doing good. I uh, I got off work and I get to play D and D. So, and I have dinner in the oven. Well, I'm playing today. I'm playing. Uh, yeah, I'm playing uh, uh, Cloak, the lovable gnome ranger, who's never up to anything shady at all. Hmm. <laughs> 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 sure. Uh, well, Gosh. we also have uh, Lorelania back with us tonight. Tia, how you doing? I am doing great. Having a great day. Thank you for asking. Uh, I am playing Kari. She is my shadow fl- shadow fay cleric of the cat domain. Someday I'm going to get that right. Someday I'm going to get through the whole intro without stumbling over the words. And yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's play D&D. D&D. Let's do it. Uh, we also have Cool School with us tonight. School, how you doing, my friend? I am doing great and uh, excited to be here. I am playing Glaz, who is our geomancer wizard, who is uh, quite happy to get uh, his new skills beginning to happen and manifest and uh, has just visited the Collegium, so he is doing great. Very, very good, thank you. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Josh back with us tonight. Josh, how you doing, my friend? 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. I uh, am returning as the Dampier Kane, uh, who's a ranger, um, and that is probably the most I'm going to talk all night, because Kane is not a talker. Kane is a required individual. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, and that is all of us. Aside from myself, I'll be playing Riordan, the Dampier cleric of the party, the Hunger Domain. And uh, he's saving up for a suit of armor that he definitely can't afford, so I'm looking forward to getting to that today. Uh, of course, before we dive into the game, our mighty guys are sponsored by Cobalt Press here. Go over to CobaltPress.com, check out your own uh, Midgard books and PDF or print. Uh, I believe they do ship internationally, so go check them out. Uh, recommended reading is the Midgard Heroes Handbook, and of course the, uh, the World Book as well. Well worth a read to spice up your own D&D campaigns with new races and classes and fantastic locations. Uh, of course, we're also sponsored by Fancy Grounds. Go to fancygrounds.com. We've got a huge Steam summer sale on at the moment uh, on pretty much all of their products. So now is the best time to get involved in Fantasy Grounds and start playing your own tabletop role-playing games at home with your friends. Uh, and of course, whalengames.co.uk for all of your D&D mini uh, needs, along with just millions of board games and miniatures that you can hope to get for up to 20% off the retail value. Uh, of course, you can follow, retweet, and donate to affect today's game, so be sure to help us along the right way and retweet that tweet there. Uh, other than that, I'll hand over to Dan once again to remind us what happened last week on the show and to get into today's events. Yes, indeed. So, uh, where last we left our heroes, I believe we had immediately left off with Riodan staring at the destroyed interior of a forge where he had gone to meet with the aforementioned armorsmith mm. about the incredibly expensive armor that he had uh, he had commissioned <laughs> with without the means to pay for it. So that was uh, going to be interesting. <laughs> so, uh, but leading up to that, uh, the party was recovered from their assault on the cultists in the cartways and. Uh, had decoded a strange, uh, or discovered at least, a strange cipher hidden in the journal that they'd recovered uh, for their employer. Their employer, the uh, one of the powerful wizards at the Arcane Collegium, the um, university for wizardry and other magic uh, in Zobek. They realized they had something interesting on their hands, and rather than turn it over and perhaps that be the end of it, they decided to have a copy made for themselves so that they could decode whatever is hidden in this journal in their own leisure time. Uh, so they engaged a um, rare bookseller and sort of on-the-side scribe, name is name of Olmar, uh, who had a reputation for discretion that Cain had heard of in his uh, all of his kicking around Zobek all of these years. So they uh, paid this scribe to copy the relevant portions of the journal, so they have that copy themselves now. They turned the diary in to their employer, the Master Diviner at the Arcane Collegium, and learned some disturbing facts upon uh, delivering their full report of what they discovered down in the cartways. Uh, and the Master Diviner was quite concerned at the activity down there, uh, that a great deal of different types of dark magic were being blended and woven together in a way that uh, he found very disturbing. So after paying them, he mentioned that he would be incredibly interested in learning any more information they could find about the identity of this individual who managed to steal the journal in the first place and uh, who seems to be using it to some sort of nefarious purpose, the exact nature of which is yet unknown. Uh, but 
Oh, uh, one other important important detail. Uh, the party have realized that several of them, uh, I believe everyone except Glaz and Kari, have been touched by the Shadow Realm, and they are all afflicted with one level of Shadow Corruption, which makes them uh, a little bit down, a little bit dour, a little, little maudlin, and uh, makes them uh, have difficulty relating to other people who aren't creatures of the Shadow Plane. Um, and it also makes them... Um, uh, yeah, it's it, their their kind of interpersonal interactions, reading other people and influencing them, are are quite heavily impaired because of this strange malaise weighing on them. But no worries, it'll wear off in about a week, so that'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, so why don't we pick up right where we left off, Riodan? You have just opened the door into Whoa. the uh, the Everforged Smithy, and you have found the interior in a state of chaos and disarray. There are tools overturned. There are uh, the last dying embers of the forge have been upset and knocked onto the floor and have scorched a great uh, scattered pattern of black marks into the wood. Uh, and there are um, suits of armor knocked akimbo. And there is a, a sort of telling and troubling blood stain uh, nearby the forge that sort of drags toward the door and then peters out. Hmm. Lot of blood. Lot of blood for a smith. <laughs> They're not using bloodsmithing here, presumably, so I would like to follow the trail of blood back to its source, if there is one. Can I tell what kind sure. of blood it is? I think, uh, am I here alone? Uh, I don't think we're there. My understanding oh, okay. is you were there alone. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so I you're looking for the source of the blood, or or just trying to follow the trail? Follow the trail, yeah. Just follow it back to uh, where it looks like it comes Okay. From. So uh, it looks like it originates in the uh, actual forge itself, not too, not too far from... In the actual workshop, not too far from the forge proper. Uh, it looks like someone was injured there and uh, perhaps knocked to the ground and bled and then dragged and then either picked up or, or stood up uh, and the blood trail just sort of ends there. So they weren't bleeding too profusely. There isn't, like, spurted blood drops that you can follow. I look around for a freshly minted suit of armor. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought you might. Uh, so you do indeed see the, the cuirass of a suit of plate armor is actually sort of dangling from the anvil by one of its straps uh, and sort of gleeful, like, hey, maybe you can make out of this all right. Uh, your, your heart sinks a little bit as you examine it and the nearby other pieces of the armor. It looks like her work was interrupted and it is unfinished. Uh, several of the straps are uh, unattached and you can see that she was in the process of making some alterations to the hard plates of the armor. Um, you <sighs> think you work. could... <laughs> you could probably make it work, but it would not be at a hundred percent. Would it be more effective than just the lever I'm lever armor I'm wearing now? Well, uh, so if we're going to talk mechanically, it will function mm -hmm. as plate armor, but you will be okay. suffering the the non-proficiency penalties because it's not right. fitted correctly, and you'd kind of be uh, slap dashing it. However, if okay. you're looking for some heavier armor, there is quite a bit of other armor in here. So while the plate does not seem to be uh, super functional, unless you want to suffer all that disadvantage, uh, there might be something else you could find, at least in the meantime. Yeah, I, I look back to the trail of blood. I'll be right back. Wait just there. First things first. Time to get my investment. 
and I, um, uh, I, I, I take a snoop. All right, so uh, you find, as far as completed suits of armor, you find various suits of light and medium armor. Heavy armor is more piecemeal, uh, as heavy armor is more often made to order. Uh, so you see components of many suits of heavy armor, uh, but nothing really ready to go except for a few suits of chainmail. Okay. Um, well, it's just, and I'm going to take a few minutes just to strap on my own plate armor because I want it. I, and I'm, my plan is, Rudin's plan is to go and find her and, and get her to finish her job because she's, she's done a slapdash job, in my opinion. <laughs> well, so, uh, it looks like she was interrupted <laughs> in the middle of doing the job she was commissioned. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you give me an intelligence investigation check uh, for okay, all of yeah, the I looking will... around you've been doing? Yeah. Surely take a look around. Uh, ooh, uh, oh, yes. Let's see. Let's see, plus one. So 12. A 12 will do it. Uh, so you're pretty sure, based on the state of the blood on the floor and also just kind of the, uh, you know, how, how, uh, burnt down the forges itself assuming that it was at full operation uh it this whatever this kerfuffle was probably happened sometime yesterday uh possibly looking like maybe a full 24 hours at this point yeah so it looks like yeah whatever whatever happened here happened uh, about a day maybe a little more ago well that's troubling indeed probably shortly after i commissioned her maybe uh, it looks uh, probably the next morning, essentially. Next morning, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, are you said you are strapping on your armor? Are you going to go ahead and put the plate armor on, even though it's not really yeah functioning? Okay, or no, just no, want to no. gather it up? Yeah, re- no, I'm going to put it on because uh, Riordan's like sick of of getting hurt uh, quite so badly. Even if he's even if it's not like comfortable a fit, he'd rather have it on right now, uh, especially if someone's been. Uh, killed or attacked here recently there's no body so they just attacked but uh yeah he'll, he'll strap it on okay uh so that will take you a good 10-ish minutes i think to strap all the plate yeah. armor on yeah uh so uh you can spend your time doing that and yeah so you'll be suffering the pro- uh, non-proficiency penalties essentially wearing this armor yeah um so you can do that uh, as you are gathering the armor up, lifting up uh, one of the greave sections off of the floor. You find a strange thing tucked beneath it. As you grab the metal plate, it's warm to the touch, like noticeably warm. And you think for a moment that maybe some of the coals had fallen under here and was kind of burning under it. But what you actually find is a small, uh, looks like a reddish black disc. Interesting. About the site, how how big are we talking here? I'll pick it up. Um, uh, so it would probably fit in the uh, the hollow of the palm of your hand. Okay. I'll uh, I'll, I'll take it. See what it is. Okay, uh, so examining it, uh, it is very warm to the touch, like almost uncomfortably so, but not quite. And it almost look like looks like it's um, maybe like a disc of rock. Or, uh, or or obsidian, perhaps, with this kind of faint reddish glow running through it. And you turn it over, and it has sort of a, a, almost a concave shape. And, and the more you look at it, the more this reminds you of a scale. Hmm. Strange. I wonder if my friend Glass might know a bit more about this than I do. He's a clever sort. 
Yes. Seemingly having found all of the clues from, from around here, and it doesn't look like the blood trail like leads off into like down the street or anything that I can follow, right? Uh, it looks like it leads out into the main sort of um, the front office. Uh, sure. of the, kind of the almost like it's not exactly a showroom, but like the front room of the uh, of the smithy, and uh, it, it kind of peters out there. So it looks like maybe they could have been headed towards the front door. But no bodies, so they either made it out and that she's fine, or something took her away, like that that dreadful fellow before who teleported. Yes, I I uh, immediately. Realizing that this could be something more, uh, take the disc, take my armor, and uh, head back to goodness wherever I think they're going to be. Is it the hedgehog that I think they're at at the moment? Uh, well, you remember Glaz. You remember Glaz talking about checking out the hedgehog. So uh, that could very well be where he ended up. Holy mother of God! He's going to be checking out the hedgehog. How are they going to expect me not to make jokes? Uh, yeah, I I run back. I, I knock on the hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to uh, go, you know, a, a fair bit across town from the uh, from the the gear district down to the uh, collegium, but uh, it doesn't take you terribly long. And you uh, head up to the door, and you can see that there are. It's still pretty early morning, I imagine. Uh, Riodan does Riodan sleep in, or is he one to to hit the day early and not let the grass grow under his feet? Uh yeah, he probably gets up early enough. Uh... Allows himself a little bit of lion time, maybe. All right. Uh, so it's probably um, a little bit later in the morning. Not too terrible. There are still some people, it looks like, enjoying breakfast. Um, you can see uh, scholarly types at tables with uh, open books, cups of tea, and uh, and some, some light breakfast uh, on a few of the tables. And uh, Glaz, you are absolutely here. What are you doing uh, of a morning? I am glowing with so much uh, just happiness that I am here in the hedgehog and there are all these people. I am going from table to table. Oh, good morning. How are you doing? It's so good to see you. What are you studying? What is that book that you have there? Oh, that's a lovely treatise that you've got. And I've got, uh, uh, I'm probably walking around with like under my arm, like a chess set or some other very intellectual uh, type game, maybe a uh, something along those lines. Uh, you, you care for a game? I, I brought my own little set here that we could maybe do this uh, if you'd like to. Uh, they let me borrow it back at the bar, but uh, they have others. We could get that if you'd like to. Would you, would you like to have a game or something? I can buy would you, have tea. Do you need more tea? And he's just trying to make friends with everybody. This big, tr this big seven foot tall trollkin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're about 50-50 on people being willing to sort of jump in and discuss with you about whatever they're doing, and the other half are, are more like, um, not exactly rude, but terse in, in saying, oh, excuse me, please, I, I'm, I'm very busy this morning. Oh, yes, yes I totally we'll understand, I totally understand. You get back to your work, I will move along, maybe some other time? And, and he moves on. <laughs> All right, so uh, where is everybody else at this time? I'm with Glaz because we're gonna go to the library. So he'd be right, like, right. every time, every like, like I feel like this is like someone at a convention and they're getting to see all their friends again. And he like, basically every five feet, he'd be like, ah, oh, my God, Glaz, let's just eat and go. Oh God, don't, don't say hi to him. Oh my God. All right, yes, no, what's his study? Okay, no, okay, Glaz, Glaz. Glass! And he's trying to follow <laughs> after him. I, I would be, I'd like, yes, I, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'll talk to you later, yes. And 
We'll come back after the library. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about how about Kari? I had wanted to follow Cloak to the library after our the last encounter at the library last night to make sure that nobody tries to bully him anyways. Uh, right. But I try to like hang behind and just kind of like practice stealthing around my friends like I would uh, in the Shadow Fae. You know, following them. Even if they catch me, I'll just be like, ah, oh, you got me. But trying to keep up with being my sneaky, sneaky self. So there's a blazing, blazing sunlight streaming in through the front windows and uh, also the door every time someone opens it. So you're you're enjoying staying on the other side of the common room, nice and far away from those, as the, uh, the, the sun has uh, an unpleasant effect on your eyes and your skin. And you can just sort of feel it almost like waves of heat from across the room. It's very distracting. Um, so uh, about this time, Glaz, you hear this faint, faint sound, just like the barest echo of a, just sort of a high-pitched note, almost like some sort of wind instrument, just barely reaching your ears, just enough to catch your attention, and then it's gone. And then a second or two later, you kind of cock your head to the side and and prick your ears up and and listen hard for it. Uh, About that time, Riodan comes in through the front door in uh, extremely ill-fitting plate armor that kind of clanks and bangs a little more than it ought. And uh, but you catch another you you catch another just faint strain of that sound when he comes in. It's a little bit louder. Oh oh oh, Uh, uh, friends! uh, uh, I might have something for us. Uh, It's very important. Uh, this is my new question. Glass of all things, probably never done this before, uh, reaches out and just puts his finger on Riodan's lips and just, just a moment. And he starts listening harder. Does he, <laughs> can he hear it? So, I mean, yes, it's very awkward, but he does not care. <laughs> yes, you hear another another just uh, faint, high-pitched note. It, it is a little bit clearer, but it's, it's almost like you're hearing something similar to a recording or something that is reaching you from far away, but now, like, the window is open, so the sound, even though it's coming from a great distance, comes through just a little bit clearer. And it's definitely clearer now that Riodan is here. So, uh, yeah, I was going to say, can I sense a direction, but it's sort of almost like it's, he's being acting almost like as a focus for it for some way. Almost, yeah. Like, imagine if Riodan were a window that you opened to hear a distant sound better. That's sort of how it seems to you. What What have you done? What are you do- What have you done? I haven't done anything. Look, a, a woman very well may be dead or disappeared. Uh, she's she's almost finished my armor. Uh, this one here, a dwarf woman, I think, and. Um, she, when I went there, there was a blood trail on the floor leading out. Oh, no okay. Um, wait, can I, can, can I, wait, wait, um, we're in fucking public. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What the, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't mind. They can all know. They're, they're all nerds, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so you look around and, uh, several of these robed, uh, scholarly types are just sort of like, you know, teacups paused halfway to their mouth and they're all just sort of watching. Maybe I can help. I, I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. 
Okay, let's uh, let's go to, to this booth in the dark corner and you know keep our you know hushed tones down instead of the middle of the the tavern. It's very nice. It's uh it's very lined very nicely like with leather and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's super soft and it dampens the sound of uh you know us talking about uh. Completely harmless prank stuff. Don't worry about us, because I'm a gnome. <laughs> Cloak <laughs> walks off. <laughs> Alright, just kind of glances to everybody and then just shakes her head and looks at the two gentlemen with the teacups and just kind of narrows her eyes slowly at them like, don't even think about repeating <laughs> Yeah, Kari, as you're watching them, uh, when when Cloak makes his little pronouncement, everything's fine because I'm a norm, and sort of trundles off, one of them shudders and, like, turns almost his whole body away from <laughs> you guys. So, like, yep, nope, nope, all good. So, uh, yeah, it looks like um, the interest you had drummed up slowly manages to uh, to return to whatever its its personal business might be. Uh, and you guys can uh, can get a quiet corner where you want to talk. If, if noise follows... Riodan, you know, Glass just is staring almost open-mouthed at Riodan that uh, he's more listening to the sound than what Riodan's saying. What is this new armor that you're wearing again? Sorry, I, I didn't... What? Uh, he's wearing plate armor. He's wearing plate armor, yeah. But it's awful. Um, it looks it looks a little awkward, like, uh, like some of the straps are not... Yeah, some of the straps look like they're not affixed properly, and uh, the left half of the cuirass looks like it was, uh, it's a little misshapen, like it's been dented or bent uh, out of shape or, you know, was in the process of being forged but never quite finished, uh, so that it's not hanging quite well on him. It's, it's really impeding his, uh, his ability to move, uh, his ability to move well. Oh, yeah, no, I want, I want to roll investigate on his armor. Uh, I want to see... Because uh, he talked about how he got this armor made. Is the blacksmith's, like, signature mark on this armor? Uh, I mean, that doesn't even really take a role. Like, yeah, you can you can kind of just check it over and you can find a smith mark. Absolutely. Uh, and the mark, the mark is in the form of a small anvil with a stylized flame sort of around it engulfing the anvil. Okay, um... Yeah, uh, that's that's cool and all. You got new armor. Do you know her signature is on that armor, right? She was some dwarven woman. I wasn't really paying attention. But listen, the important thing is that she's gone. There's bloodstains, and then there's this as well. And I get up the disc very theatrically. So he pulls out this thing that um, looks like yeah, uh, maybe a stone disc. Imagine half solidified lava where it's sort of like this black, almost bubbly-looking uh, melted wax flow stone in the shape of a scale, but then you can see that sort of ruddy glow uh, in between some of the whirls and loops of the uh, the otherwise cooled rock sort of glowing out of it. And as he, as, he, as he holds it up, Glaz, you hear a very clear note that then fades away. Glass's face looks just like Glass, that. Like, he's just licking his lip. <laughs> yeah, as he's. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, there might be a little drool coming off of his tusks. What? What? Where did you get that? What is that? Can, can, can I? Can, can, can I? Can, as can I, I said, see that please. Yes, go ahead. Take it. She wasn't there. Bloodstain. This was here, and she hadn't finished my armor. So I'm gonna have to find her to finish the job, or get someone else uh, to finish it up for me because you know, it's quite important that I'm. 
No, because that, that just... Okay. <sighs> but did, uh, did you see this? Cloak, did you see? Did you see this? <gasps> I, I see that. That looks amazing, and I kind of want to tinker with it. But the problem is, is that if anyone seen Riordan go into uh, that house today uh, and see blood all over the place and he walks out with a new plate mail, um, yeah, the guards are going to be like, I wonder where that dude went. And he's walking around in her armor because, you know, that's not shady at all. Well, we have this as evidence. Uh, I'm sure the mortals aren't too worried about all that. And if needs be, I'll just glamour them. It's not my first run in with the law. I tend to agree with the little one on his reasoning. Perhaps we should be the first to report this to the authorities. Go and hand myself in, goodness. I got I got a story. Hold on. This is what you tell them, right? You said you went you bought this armor from her, right? And then you're like, Oh, this armor doesn't feel so good, you know? And so you went to go back to be like, Hey, can you do some fit changes? And then when you went back, she there was blood all over the place and she was missing and this armor it was already in your possession. We just had to really bank on that no one seeing you go in and out. I mean, if they come asking questions, I suppose I could say that. But, Glass, do you have any idea what that thing is? Let me examine it a little bit more closely. It has definitely got some kind of... Ooh, I believe. I don't know. Do I know what it is? Can I, can I cast, like, identify on it? <laughs> <laughs> you could make an intelligence arcana check. Can I assist him in that? Sure, you guys can put your heads together and... So that means I get to roll with advantage, yes? Correct, yes. Okie dokie. That is a 22. Nice. Um, Alright, so looking at the scale, you guys can, can put together that it is most definitely reptilian of some sort in nature. Uh, and given the size of it, um, y your heart kind of skips for a second, because the first thing that jumps to your mind is dragon. Oh. Um. In fact, in fact, a flame dragon, if the uh, the texture and and other sort of elemental markers of the scale are to are what you think they might be, it appears to be a flame dragon scale. Do you think it could be cloak? Do you think that possible? Could it really be? Could it be? I mean, everything everything looks like it. Man, look at the texture of it, and look at the feel of it. And, oh God, the smell too. I, I noticed the smell that because with that 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 sulfury smell, that's usually that's a flame dragon. Yes, and a little bit of charcoal hint in there. Yes, yes, absolutely. What is very interesting is what is very interesting. I I when I hear the ley lines, I couldn't hear it, but then when he walked in with this, and now that I'm holding this, I am hearing a ley line. It is doing something. So uh, as a, a, another result of your Arcana check is that you are quite certain now, having handled it and examined it closely, this scale is not only from a flame dragon, it is also steeped in lay energy. You will not believe it. Well, you will believe it. Well, it, like all things with magic. We uh, will, what will believe happen? it. Yes. Well, well, let me explain it to you. So see, just like we had those books, remember the book that we had? And we could see that there was shadow magic because it had been in presence of shadow magic for a very long time, the notebook. This scale, yeah. this scale has been in the presence of lay magic for a very long time. It has absorbed it. It is, it is seeping with lay magic. 
It is incredible. Well, then we must know. We can think uh, the the, laid, the the flame dragon must be somewhere near a powerful ley line and has been there for a very long time. Well, wait, wait. So could this be used as a component in, of some sort? Maybe maybe they took it from the dragon that was with ley lines, or the scale was with someone who has been with a lot of ley lines, right? Well, perhaps, uh, I mean, certainly there are different animals that you use different things to to use for enchantments, for spells, for potions, for all kinds of magical things. You you sometimes need to have pieces and parts. I do not know if this lady was working in magical armors or perhaps whether, oh, I wonder, you're right, she's a crafter. Maybe she had it herself or whoever brought her and made her bleed uh, all over the floor, perhaps dropped it. But this is not the, to drop something like this. Oh, can you imagine the luck that we would get something that someone had just dropped? If I ever dropped something like this, I'd go look and look and look. You would not be able to stop me from looking if I dropped something like this. I believe you. Uh, also, Dave has given everybody a nat 20. Thank you, Dave. Thank uh, you. Crimson Phoenix has given me a D10,000 wild magic surge that I will look up in just a jiffy. Here we go, 572, nice and low. Uh, so Riordan... Uh, let's see. <laughs> I can't be charmed by anyone of the opposite sex. True enough. All right. <laughs> Powers of resistance are legendary. Quick, it's I'm in. Sorry. I'm sorry, Gary. <laughs> it would never have worked with us. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's some kind of dragon thing and... A dragon did this. Well, I cannot. No. Uh, that, well, a flame dragon is on the large side, so I'm not thinking you've got a dragon who is waltzed into the into a blacksmith. I mean, I've heard of people using dragon fire, but I do not. I mean, was it a very large space? Could a dragon have fit inside of it? Dragons are large; they are very no, big. And is it middle of town? No, it, Someone it, would probably know this about the dragon, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but not very often. There was a small smithy. Are there any stories of fire dragons, like, creating the gear forged, or anything to do uh, mentioned in the ruminations of Werner Strauss, or anything that comes to mind that would link these two things together? So, from the diary, there was really no mention of um, any specific dragons. It looks like the Strauss family had occasionally attempted to open trade negotiations with the Moroti Empire, also known as the Dragon Empire. It is quite literally ruled by dragons. Um, and they are a warlike expansionist society that has recently been gaining ground. Uh, they exist in the uh, sort of the, the southeast. <laughs> and Crimson Phoenix, Phoenix is here. With the 50-pound <laughs> donation. Sorry, Whoa. but also not sorry, Will. From now on, everything you say out of character is said in character. Oh, interesting. <laughs> wow. that, is a, All right. that is an interesting challenge which has just now been posed to me from my goddess Marie. so you are always you are always on <laughs> I'm always on in many ways yes wow that's gonna be fun that is that is a terrible, terrible thing to do. <laughs> the hilarious thing is that even means that when you're describing what Riordan does, you are now going to be <laughs> narrating your life. That's going to be awesome. I 
I speak like I'm a, a character in a third-person uh, role-playing uh, video game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the way I'll be the way I'll be thinking of this and conceptualizing it in the game is that Riordan is basically just constantly kind of muttering to himself, and just you know how you might like talk out a conversation in your head, but you might kind of talk it out loud or, uh, or, or talk through a problem as you're trying to figure something out. That's what he's doing constantly. So anytime he asks a game mechanics question, you can imagine Ryoden just sort of like muttering and see the little, you know, geometry <laughs> floating around his head. <laughs> uh, Kari would like to pay close attention to Ryoden's mutterings in the future. Just putting that out there right okay. away. <laughs> Assume I'm always trying to keep an ear like, what is he? Why is he... So, question: Did no one? There was no guards there currently, right? At the at the at the forge. Oh, sorry, no, no, no guards there at all. I don't think it, she, it had been here for at least twenty-four hours, so no one had found anything. It's not like there's a body, cloak. It was just some blood on the floor. It wasn't enough for her to be dead either. It looked more like she had disappeared or run out. She may be in hiding, or maybe she's been teleported somewhere to safety, but. Uh, oh, Phoenix! I hear a, a voice from above. I'm going to spread the love in. Th I'm going to start some character. I'm going to spread the love more. Josh, my friend, pal, you are amazing. However, you also say everything out of character. In character. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much easier for him. It he, really he is. Says, like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! No, this means that. This means that Kane is actually going to be speaking a lot. <laughs> a lot. Game He's going to yeah. be talking non-damn stop. Yeah, it's, yep. made, it's a damn for a, a damn for trade. Goodness, I'm feeling it. Oh, Kari was going to say, um, where there where there's dragons, there's usually treasure. Perhaps we should go back and take another look as to why this is brought here. And we can follow Puff's nose. Good idea. That's why I brought it to you immediately. You all have good senses for these sorts of things. I'm glad I thought you'd know something about that. Well, yes, I, 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 well, I know some, but we, there's so much more that we could possibly learn about this. It is, do you see this? And as he's, 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 uh, basically been gulping down coffee. So Glass is over caffeinated now and, and excited oh. about the dragon scale and, you know, trying to make friends. Um, and, oh, actually, you know what? I just need to do a thing because this would be Glass. Um, I'm making a, I'm making a quick wisdom check on myself oh on a 15 he holds it together otherwise he was going to go start showing everyone in the room the scale <laughs> <laughs> of course right. he would share he has got the okay. look, have you all seen what i have yeah no he didn't do it he he was like right uh, he looks he actually looks Klaus? at cloak as he's about to hop out of the booth and <laughs> that's also a wild magic surge on Josh and a bear to attack the party. Goodness gracious me. We're in a hedgehog right. and bears are attacking. <laughs> I see the future if anyone's wondering. No real opportunity for a bear to attack you right now, but noted. Uh, Glass, um, I'll hang on to that for the time being because I think you have uh, too much. Too, how much coffee did you have? Only six cups. Okay, I've had six the cups limits of coffee. today <laughs> or this week. Which just the past morning, ten minutes, I was making friends. I was walking around, and you sit down, you have a cup of coffee with me. There's wonderful things. See, and then they talk to you, and then you have nice. And we almost had a game. See, uh, yes, maybe you should take this cloak. <laughs> <laughs>
We should get him to the site before he crashes and dies. Yeah, no, hmm. that's okay. Yeah, okay, let's let's go. Let's let's go on, on the way there. <laughs> yeah, that's a you know this is a way to start your morning. I will, I would like to go to the library at some point in time, but I mean let's let's just uh, I mean let's go let's just go let's just go before I get sidetracked again. Yeah. So back back to, to the to the to the forge is that where we are headed? To the forge, yes. I'll show you the way. Uh... We're going to the forge and all looking not inconspicuous at all, okay? No. We blend. No. See, we blend. Totally it's normal. Zobek, everyone looks weird. It's Zobek, I mean, look everybody. at the people here. I look at the people in the hedgehog. It was strange. I mean, look at that guy. What's going on there? <laughs> that, is a very, that is a very well-known scholar. Shh, shh. So don't, he is, uh, he is currently he is pointing... Well He's currently pointing at the bartender, who is the owner of the hedgehog. He is uh, sort of a, a a human man just kind of getting into middle age, and his head is bald. You can't tell if he's just naturally bald or if he shaves it. But he uh, is kind of leaning on the bar and sort of returning Riodan's gaze with one eye crooked up. Um, Glaz, you've also picked up rumors that uh, this fellow used to be a student at the Collegium, but was expelled because of diabolism. Meaning trucking with devils. He he was expelled. Don't talk about it. No one likes to talk about it. It is a huge scandal because he was consort. He was he was he was he was consorting. He was consorting with devils. I think that means he was having sex. My my, that sounds more interesting. Right, right. Maybe not everyone here is a total loser. Well, let's get down to the smith. No, no, let's many find people this, win at this... the game. It is very good. Would you like? We can play sometime. They're not losers at all. They're actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's go, I think. If Kari had a tail, it would be switching back and forth impatiently right now in that pissed-off cat way. She stands at the back, just, like, staring holes through the back of their heads as they are loud and obnoxious through the library. <laughs> or not library, uh, tavern. Uh, uh, <laughs> as we walk out the door, he would look at Glass and be like, I don't think you understand what diabolism means. You don't, you don't have sex with them? I turned on and off real quick. But, but, but uh, hey, hey, but, you know, but I, I know that that's not always, but, I mean, have you heard of a succubus? I was reading all about them. Apparently, do you have these, these things called succubuses? And they come, and they come, and don't look at me like that. It was in the book. It is true. There are incubuses and there are succubuses, whatever whatever your flavor might be. All right. So as this is happening, you guys are heading back toward the uh, toward the the Everforge uh, Armorsmith, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 That's so nice. All right. So it's uh, it's pretty much on the opposite side of the city. So you'll have to to make your way through you know Upper Zobek, the Temple District, and then into the Gear District. Uh, So it's quite a quite a ways, Um, and it'll be a a fairly uh, a fairly long walk. Um, As you're going, uh, Riodan, you can tell that this armor is incredibly uncomfortable. and just to, to give you a little bit of a refresher, you are going to be at disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks related to strength or dexterity, uh, and you are unable to effectively cast spells while wearing this armor. That's fine. Okay. So uh, you guys uh, take a uh, take a long walk through the uh, late morning, getting toward noon. 
into the gear district and find yourself on the little side street that leads you to the the Everforged Smithy. Um, I, I'd say you probably shut the door on your way out at least. Uh, so the door is as closed as it can be anyway. It looks like it was broken in, so it doesn't uh, it doesn't latch or lock. But uh, it looks like nobody else has noticed the disturbance at this point. Is anyone watching this place? Like, specifically watching it, or is anyone around? A little A, a little of B. Oh, sure. Um, like, there are people uh, out and about on the streets. You can see there are other other businesses and smiths hereabout that people are uh, are going and uh, entering into their establishments. Um, so yeah, this this place isn't isn't abandoned. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, like, can I roll perception to see if anyone's like shady watching this and like, or like just taking much much notice of the shop? Sure. Why don't you give me a uh, a wisdom perception check? Also, Josh, why don't you tell us what you got on that wild magic surge? I got a five. It is so good. A five. <laughs> uh, a five. You keep getting distracted because Glass keeps like tapping you on the shoulder, saying, "Hey, hey." Let, let me tell you about this other demon I read about. <laughs> he's still he's still buzzing and shaking a little bit. And they're all sex demons. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Most of them are just run of the mill, horrible demons. <laughs> Goodness, Katie, are you? Are, are you all right, my friend? You do not look so good. Uh, no. I, Where did that come that from? Did you just, like, hawk something up into your hand? <laughs> it looks like he's just disgorged an elephant's femur from some kind of wild magic surge. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> that, did you, that... Did he eat an elephant? Very flammy. I'm, I'm holding the elephant femur and looking at, uh, and looking at Kane, and I'm like, this 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 peg does not fit in that hole. <laughs> I, it must it must be a ley line. Hungry. You can eat a whole elephant. Did you literally eat an elephant? And ate the bone? Where would he have even gotten an elephant? <laughs> That's my question. Did, okay, that is not right. That is just not right. How long ago? How long has that been brewing in you, my friend? Are you, are you even Glass is like a little freaked out. Have, yeah, have yeah. you been having sex? Have you been having sex with demons? <laughs> oh, that would make sense. Elephant demons. As you're having this conversation, I have gone inside and shut the door because they are <laughs> okay. all having a conversation in front of this place, and he's just like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, cloak on the inside. It's um, it's basically dark. You have maybe some dim light from the sunlight that filters in from outside, uh, which allows you to see pretty well uh, thanks to your dark vision. Uh, and yeah, and the place has been uh, tossed. It's been just sort of looks like uh, a pitched battle erupted in here, and you can pretty quickly find the blood stain on the floor and the little drag mark to you know maybe three or four feet before it disappears. Uh, I'm going to have Puff Puff smell, uh, and I'm going to roll, uh, survival to track, uh, or get an idea, or if I can track anything, like, if I see, like, specks of blood going and leading out of here somewhere. Okay, uh, you can essentially make that check with advantage, because Puff will be assisting you. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, that would be a 13. Uh, okay. Um, so there's a very faint trail, but it looks like, uh, th there's not a whole lot of physical trail left behind, but it looks like because Puff is able to scent in on something that you think you have an actual trail you can follow for at least a moment. She kind of, uh, sniffs around at the floor toward the door and then looks up at you, looks back to the door and goes, Ugh. All right, let's go. And then I would open the door and then start following her. Okay. So basically, as we're standing out in the outside watching the disgorgement of a elephant femur, Cloak has gone in, done all this, come back out, and now he's headed down the street. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Bye. Unless anybody else, uh, unless anyone else wants to investigate the the area, do anything else. I've already been here. Did you find the dragon? No dragon, just a scent. I don't know what it is. What did you know? Wait, 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 he will come! <laughs> Glass, uh, bu you know, bundles things up and looks again at the femur and just uh, starts going after him, femur in hand, because I think I was the last person who held it. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right, so that is not that is not little. Oh yeah, well, I mean, Glass is not Glass is not little either. So <laughs> sure, sure, but you're just gonna like toss this thing on your shoulder and and carry it along with you. I, I think he's so distracted by the fact that Cloak might have found the dragon <laughs> that uh, he probably doesn't even notice. He's probably carrying it uh, unless it's, I mean, is it, can he do that? Or it, do I need to say that he throws yeah. it down? Am I no, super encumbered by this or is it okay? No, you, yeah, no, you can Glass carry it. is far too distracted with that Cloak might be on the scent of a dragon to realize that he's carrying an elephant femur over his shoulder right now. He looks very <laughs> Trollkin-esque. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you guys head off down the street, basically following uh, Puff Puff and Cloak. So uh, you guys make your way down the street and Puff is sort of leading the way. And you have like a, a, a lead or a leash kind of rope on her, don't you? Or are you just kind of mm -hmm. letting her go? Uh, I have a leash, okay. but I'm like, it, it's very, it's, I'm not holding it tight. I'm like holding it loose and next to her and just kind of sure. uh, letting her guide. Okay, so she picks up the pace a little bit and actually pulls it tight on her own, sort of tugging you uh, along down the street. Uh, she takes you down perhaps uh, a block and a half or so and then turns into an alleyway. And toward the back of the alleyway, you see in uh, there's almost like a uh, an iron barred cellar door at the back of a building with uh, stone steps leading down that you can see to another thick, stout door banded in iron uh, past it. And she's leading me here? Yep, yep. So she kind of paws at the bars. No, 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 no. And then uh, I would wait for the others to notice him uh, as they, like... Uh, I imagine they just saw him dip down into the alley uh, follow, following or with Puff Puff. Uh, and then, um, and then he would take Papa and be like, they were following along, right? Oh yeah. Glass is right behind them because he thinks that he, he's now starting to wonder if this elephant bone might not be a dragon bone because he's caffeinated. <laughs> okay. He, he would kind of go back to the, the entry of the alley and kind of like cut them off and be like, Papa brought me to cellar doors. And so just be quiet because they could be waiting for us there. Okay. So it might it might be an ambush because they might be it might be that powerful mage again. 
Good idea. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then uh, go back to the door, and then uh, is it locked? The iron barred kind of grate, kind of gate, uh, blocking off the the stairwell, that little angled cellar door kind of deal. Yes, it is locked. Does anyone know how to pick a lock? No. I mean, in theory, yes. In practice, less so. Is this where we are supposed to go? Is this where we are supposed to go? Yeah, this is where Puff Puff brought me. Is there space under the door, or is it really tightly sealed? Uh, so, what you're looking at right now is kind of like, um, you know, the cellar doors, like the angled cellar doors that would be on outside of a house that you would open up, and there would yeah, be steps yeah. down into a the basement. storm cellars, so it, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's essentially one of those storm cellars, except instead of flat doors, it's like a, a, a graded barred gate. And then down there, you can see there's a door. So, there's gotcha. certainly space past the past the gate down the stairs, and then it looks like the door is pretty sturdy. It's hard to tell if there's a gap or anything like that. So yeah, is there a lock on the gate here right at, you know, at the angled gate goes down to a vertical door? And yes, there's the, a lock the on the angled gate. Is gate. Locked. Okay. Yep. Um, well, uh, it's not the crowbar, but it might do it. I lift up the elephant femur. <laughs> I can give it a try. All right. Why not? If it is the demon guys again, uh, we'll be ready. Just, just don't make a lot of noise. Well, it won't be quiet. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to hit a iron gate with a with a uh, elephant dragon femur. It was not, uh, and he just hits it. <laughs> well, well said. <laughs> All right. Well, you can make me a strength check to try and break the lock. That's an eleven. Eleven. Uh, so there's a, a kind of a resounding kapang, but uh, the lock holds steady for the moment. See, not so quiet. But now that we've made the noise, should we just I, I'll try just keep beating on it? I kind of look to cloak and uh, Rio. Then he's he's looking to the end of the alley now because it's already too late. It's if and, and he's watching to see if anyone like pays attention. My philosophy is once you start bashing, you may as well finish. That's a nat twenty for me to hit it again. Well, there it is. So uh, Glaz kind of spits in his palms, rubs them together, and uh, gets some of the caffeine jitters out, takes a deep breath, and just two-hand whips this femur around and smashes the little bracket holding the lock on, and it just, ping, goes flying down the alleyway. Clang, 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 clang. Do you, do you see the angle I got on that? That was pretty good, yeah? <laughs> is, that, is this your new weapon? Or are you just gonna... It should be some kind of sport. I cast spells and I club people to death. That's what I do. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, so the uh, the lock is broken away from the gate. Uh, I, I make my way to the other door to see if that one is locked. Well, I'm sh- I got. I guess we got to open again, and we don't have anyone to check for traps. So Glaz, Glaz is pretty proud of it. So yeah, he's just going to pull it right open and get ready for anyone the next can check. check for traps. <laughs> you can still check for traps. You don't have to have the proficiency in it, right? Like I still want to check the door for traps. Well, you know, anyone anyone can make a perception or investigation check to check it out and see if they notice anything amiss. I would I will, like to make uh, a I will, perception. I will. I will sure. join in that perception as well. I'll watch you. Seems like this is your kind of thing. All right, so, uh, Kari, you, you know, between the two of you, Kari and Cloak, you're you're pretty sure the door itself is not trapped. Now, you're searching the grate, like the, the iron gate, the angled gate, or the actual vertical door? No, no, the actual door. The actual door, okay. 
Now, I was going to say, the Iron Grate would have, like, any trap would have activated with fucking glass beating it with a giant fucking foam. <laughs> well, yeah, very, likely yeah. very likely indeed. Very likely indeed. You, right. Have you met Dan? <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. but Have you read some of the things he's written? I'm just, just saying. So, yeah, glass opens the grate. Yeah, you crank open the iron gate, and thankfully it's not like horrible rusting hinges squealing into the morning. Uh, it opens relatively quietly with a little bit of a clank when it drops to the cobblestones. Uh, and you head down the steps. Your boots sort of scuff on the dusty stone, and the two of you get up to the vertical door and give it a very thorough going over. Um, Kari seems quite distracted by the uh, strange pattern the shadows make pooling near the top of the doorframe. Cloak, however, is pretty satisfied that there is no nasty surprise waiting for you when you open this door. You also realize that there is no no lock, but the door does not open. So you suspect with uh, with your your check, it must be barred from the inside. Can I see underneath the door again? Same question. Uh, you can maybe see just a teeny bit under the door. That's enough for me to misty step if I can see just a teeny bit. It's thirty space within an unoccupied place. I can see. You. Can indeed. So, so Kari kind of presses her face up to the door jam and like like gets right up in there. Oh wait, wait, wait! I can only do it once. Can I hear anything on the other side before I before we make this a permanent action? Is there uh, sounds coming from the other side? Do I see any feet walking around in that tiny little like? No, you don't see or hear anything on the other side. Okay, I'm going in. Oh, watch this! This is so cool when she does this. She holds up her finger, says says she's going in, and she takes a deep breath, and as she lets it out, she just melts into the shadows that are uh, that are filling this little uh, cellar stairway. And she's gone. I love that. It gives me chills every single time. I'm taking I'm taking notes. Please don't say roll initiative. Please don't say roll initiative. Please don't say roll initiative. Remember how well, good of friends we are? It, it's not like there could be a bear in there or anything. No, no bears in there. It's fine. <laughs> Why the hell would there be a bear in the cellar of a gear district building? I just live here. This is yeah. my home. First thing I try to do is unlock the door and let them in. It's, sure. like, it's like in Detroit where the bears are moving back into the city. And like... <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a moment of this cool just sort of dry comforting uh feeling around you as you slip through the shadows it's almost like uh, a cool breeze except it's just the closer touch of the shadow realm as you skim along the edge of it through the darkness and uh the the shadows sort of roll aside and you step out into the cellar and you t- you look around and it looks like um you know, there's uh, there's really not much in here. There's a few boxes, a few crates, uh, maybe a, like a cask or two and a, on, on a shelf. And you turn around and you see that there is indeed a heavy wooden beam set in brackets barring the door. And you can, uh, yeah, just lever it up. It's pretty heavy, but it's, it's you know, it's you can move it. It's no problem. So you, uh, you guys from outside hear a scraping noise and then the door gives a little bit and then swings inward. And there's Kari waiting for you. Okay, shh. I'll try and be quiet. I am a master thief. I thought you were a priest. In this situation, I am a master thief. It's surprising okay. how often the two coincide, Cloak, trust me. 
All right. So, uh, wow. so Puff Puff kind of darts inside and weaves between all of you once the door is open. Yeah. And she, uh, she goes inside and you can just hear her nose going. And she sort of trots through the room slowly, turns and starts like pawing at a uh, scrap of canvas that's on the floor. And you can hear a scrape of wood from underneath it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing it up. Yep. You whip, whip the canvas aside and there's a trap door set in the stone floor of the cellar. I'm perceiving it to see if there's traps. A clue. Sure. A seven. I rolled a four Looks plus clear. three. Looks clear to me. All right, guys. If, if, uh, uh, right. Mm, right. Mm, right. Mm. It looks clear to me. Glass opens it. If Cloak says it's clear, <laughs> Glass is like, oh, okay, I'll open it up for us. Don't you trust? Wow! Hey. <laughs> you are so adorable. And thank you to uh, Dave. Gives us all another nat twenty to all of the players. Thank Yay! You. Hey, thank you. you. We're going to need thank it. Thank you very we much. About to die. <laughs> We're gonna need it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you open up the trap door, and there is a stone tunnel leading straight down, with iron rungs set into it, forming a ladder. Looks like this is yet another entrance into another section of the cartways. Oh, hmm. oh that's shit. Well, maybe this links back up with the one in the fuckhouse. <laughs> this could be useful. Were we not supposed to go and investigate the body of the person that we had left slain down below here anyways? I think you guys had decided I think you guys had decided it had been sitting for too long and uh, yeah. it wouldn't be valuable because of scavengers and the like. But there's still the there's still a possibility the people he was working with might be down there or something. Oh, it's certainly possible. Yep. Oh yes, I'm for certainly. <laughs> also, uh, the you know the dwarven lady might be alive. So I we should go save her. Yes. There's someone you think there's someone to I save. I mean well, she has got a job to do still. <laughs> well, yes. Um Okay, well, um, I'll see you guys down there. Pop, pop, I'll see you down there. And then I start climbing down. Okay. So what are the rest of you doing while uh, while Cloak is climbing down? Oh, I, I mean, I follow down as soon as there's enough room for me to get All right, down. So everybody's, uh, just kind of, everybody's just kind of clustered around the, uh, around the trap door waiting their turn? Uh, as, as we're going, I look at Riadin and I say, What do you mean that everyone gets nat 20s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Uh, Marina, she speaks to me often through me. Yes, it's uh, a new gift of mine. I hear voices from everywhere and I send them into here. Our world. <clears throat> I'll see you down there. She kind Hello. of looks at him quizzically <laughs> and watches him go down. <laughs> just kind of looks around omnisciently into the air and just goes down. Kari, you've heard stories of oracles. If he is, uh, if he is one, that's that's very uh, very interesting. Uh, so, as you all begin to make your way down the ladder, uh, cloak. When you get down to the bottom, you hear a little behind you, and you look, and there is Puff Puff, just sort of sitting in the the faint light that's filtering down from up there, and just wagging her tail. <laughs> Hold on, my glass is coming. Hold on, let's move. <laughs> All right, so everybody, everybody makes your way 
down the ladder into the cartways tunnel. No problem. So, uh, you can see that this tunnel is not very well used. There's a lot of dust and kind of detritus down at the bottom. And you can see Cloak uh, as Puff Puff begins sniffing around almost immediately once you kind of let her go and stop mashing up her face. Uh, you can see that there are scuff marks that seem relatively fresh. And she snuffles at those and uh, sets off maybe five or ten feet down the tunnel and then stops and looks back over her shoulder and just kind of waits for you. Okay. Uh, I kind of look at Kane and go like this and then like point at the scuff marks and then go after Puff Puff and then grab her leash so I don't lose her. Alrighty. Uh, so once again, are you guys going just uh, managing with your dark vision alone? Uh, well, how dark is it down here? Is there zero light? Oh, it's so we're zero, zero light. So using your dark vision, you'll be in the equivalent of dim light. Uh, also, Dan, we do have a viewer decision at this point, so you guys can ask. You can ah. ask the chat a question, and they can supply right. some answers to that question. Are the gods the ones that view us? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, and often they make decisions. It seems to me as though. Uh, which which seem to affect us in various different ways. L lots of them speak to me, these trickster gods. <laughs> I feel that perhaps you are an oracle. I I find it very likely, darling. I mean, look at me. That goes completely over her head. <laughs> one uh, point, uh, one little snag that comes up is uh, Puff Puff cannot see in the dark, so she is going to be. Um, she, she slows down noticeably and it looks like uh, is having a little bit of trouble maneuvering because very quickly it becomes absolute pitch black. Uh, so she kind of snuffles at the floor, but then she sort of uh, takes very hesitant, tentative steps around and looks around kind of toward you, but not exactly at you and, and kind of gives a little, it's a, no, it's okay, girl. So I, I would, I would, I would touch her and then be like, so, "No, hold on. You just guide with your nose, and I'll be your eyes." And then he, he, and he'll like walk with her. Sure. So she kind of like leans her shoulder against your hip, uh, and and just sort of hip and side, uh, given how tall she is, uh, and just sort of stays right there, like touching you at all times and walking down the tunnel. Oh no, I can help. And Glass lights a torch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so thoosh, there's a flare of light. Now you can all see much better. Oh, see? That. I brought oh yeah, this is so much better. The, the flame of subterfuge. I didn't realize you had it. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Kari doesn't laugh. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't have a wild surge. All right, so uh, you guys begin follow. I assume you're just going to follow the trail for uh, as, as long as you can, yes? Oh, yeah. That's the uh, that's kind of the plan. All right, so you follow uh, a series of tunnels that sort of uh, switch and turn, and you take various turns through these uh, through these uh, tunnels and caverns as you go, uh, and you can more or less tell that you're heading in a northerly direction, which, if it keeps going this way, is going to put you outside the walls of Zobek. That's fine. I I'm I'm keeping. I'm trying to remember. The way we took to get here and then reversing it in my head to so I know we know how to get back to the hidden trap door. Uh, you know, uh, it's a little confusing, but being able to, to see more clearly helps quite a bit. Uh, and you think you can probably find your way back, certainly by backtracking your trail, if nothing else. Okay. 
All right, so uh, perhaps after another five minutes or so, uh, you guys come to a set of stairs leading upward toward another door. Is there light coming from that door? You can indeed see a faint outline of daylight sort of picking the door out. He would, uh, I would, I would turn to glass and be like, put it light, okay, put, just put it out. Just put, there's uh, daylight. Oh, so oh, we're making, oh, oh, that oh, Okay. I, I use prestidigitation and whoop, snuff it out and put what's left of it back in my bag. Sure. He sort of waves his hand over the torch and it just, woof, the flame disappears under his palm. Uh, and then, uh, I'm going to stealth up to the door. Sure. Let me see. A seven. Uh, you trip on a loose, <laughs> you trip on a loose stair, heading, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, all right. Uh, and then, then he would roll perception when he, uh, actually probably after he like trips a little bit, he would like roll perception to see if anyone like makes a noise of surprise. Okay. A 16. Uh, you don't hear anything, uh, untoward. So it sounds like there's nobody on the other side of the door. Okay, uh, uh, and then I will uh, perceive the door for traps. Uh, we'll go ahead and use that same perception roll. That's fine. Oh, okay. Even, well, that's, e- that's even that's even better. No problem. Uh, yeah, the door does not appear to be trapped. It has a lock on it, but it, it does not seem to be locked. I I open it. It opens slowly there. and peeking out and going like. The door opens outward, and you are in a small, essentially like a sally port, underneath, just at the foot of one of the watchtowers on the walls of Zobek, on the sort of north, uh, uh, sorry, west corner. I had the map turned. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, and the trail keeps going? The trail keeps going, yeah. Uh, you lose it a little bit, um, but thankfully there's there's uh, mud and um, grass and all sorts of other things that pick up the trail, uh, and Puff Puff still apparently has the scent. The trail heads out of the sally port and then turns north toward the river. Um, just, I'm getting my bearings. So, uh, this is... Like, in the distance, can we see Castle Shadowcrag, like, looming over yeah, us? Far distance, yes. Yes, you can. Uh, this, uh, you, you, the, the Strauss family, Shadowcrag, it's right there and here, and we're on this side, and the notebook, and now this. Assuming that everyone, is, uh, basically, uh, Glass is assuming everyone is following his logic, even though he's just saying words. <laughs> Don't you see? The, the notebook and Strauss and the Scraddlecrag and we're on the north side and... But, yeah, do you think they took her to lure us out here? But we, I don't even know who she is. Some kind of dwarven armor smith. She didn't seem very important to me, but uh, then again, perhaps so. It was my suit of armor after all. The, well, yes, of course, you're very important. But um, uh, the dragon scale. That starts to make sense. Shadowcrag and the dragon scale. I don't know why the dwarf is involved. I, I do not know. But maybe she is a highly magical item we are talking about here, or interesting maybe she just item. Just got certainly. in the way. Well, hold on. Well, let's continue until we can't go anymore. 
Or a refinder. All right, so you guys follow the trail to the north, and it looks like it hugs the base of the wall, so it would be very difficult for any soldiers or sentries on top of the wall to see anyone skulking around down here. Uh, and it leads you up to the, the uh, one of the rivers that kind of bisects the city. Uh, and not too far from here, the, the trail leads you right up to it. It looks like there is a small kind of um, rickety sort of impromptu bridge, so to speak, that looks to be made of floating crates and uh, uh, big sealed barrels that are floating across the river, and it looks like they're strung together with chains. Um, Cloak and Kane, you guys have been banging around uh, Zobek long enough to know that the kobolds often have these little... uh, Smugglers bridges stretched across the rivers that people can use to avoid paying taxes uh, often by kicking a few coins to the cobalt gang that runs whichever one. Oh, shit. So it looks like your trail leads to one of these smugglers bridges to cross the river. You keep going across. Is there a watch on the bridge? Or is someone watching? No. No, it looks like the ver- the the purpose of this one is it's stretched across where there are no watch or guards for people to be able to get across. Now, it's broad daylight at this point, so if someone, say, crossed while it was still dark, it would be much more difficult to see them. I mean, that said, uh, uh, there are actual bridges that you could use, and since you're not carrying, you know, trade goods, you wouldn't have to worry about tax or anything like that. But, but the, the trail leads here. It looks like you've got pretty good balance. <clears throat> you could do a bridge like that, wouldn't you? Yes, well, I actually really do. It's quite amazing. When I was a young child, these these crazy sounds and these surges of lay magic, wild surges of lay magic, in fact, have made it so that I can't be knocked prone or off, cannot be knocked off balance by any physical force. It is okay. quite... It is quite uh, quite difficult to knock me over. Now, I'm sure there's other things that can knock me down, but yes, I uh, I seem to have an affinity for the ground. <laughs> Low center of balance, you know. Sure. Mine is if I get hit by a wooden club in the next two rounds, I die. Wow. <laughs> That's all cobalt are <laughs> so- armed with. <laughs> It's two rounds, so that's like 12 seconds, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that would be more important. Yeah, yeah. Two rounds is 12 seconds. That would be more important in combat. It's uh, already over. Oh, and four crit successes to Dan, the Beastmaster Dylan oh, from dear. Grant R. Is that bad boy Grant? Was that from? A very bad boy. <laughs> oh, it was Grant, thank you. yeah. Thank you, Grant. I will put those to delightful use. I hear there might be a. I hear there might be a bear up around here somewhere. Uh, we also do have that, that viewer decision of the gods still to uh, decide upon. This could be a good opportunity. Right, right. Um, so that's up to you, you guys. What is your plan? Uh, are you gonna head across the smugglers' bridge, or you know, just keep following, keep following the trail across that chain of uh, of floating crates? Um, the smuggler's bridge is a bad idea because th- we could be seen crossing it and they'll think we're smugglers. Is that, is that how I'm taking it? I also don't want to walk across floating boxes. So <laughs> there is the that, bridge. isn't there? That's, that's worth bringing up. Um, I, I, I would prefer to take the bridge across. Kari says looking at the water kind of uneasy with it. 
oh, the, the actual bridge, not these, not these smugglers' bridges. You know, it, they are the kind of, uh, I've, I've heard about these that they, uh, they let them go adrift when they are discovered, and it is not a good thing. So, let's, let's take an actual bridge, if it's not too far out the way, and then, uh, we're gonna have to double time now. Right, so the, the problem is there's sort of a city wall between you and the actual bridges. Um, you could probably swing out away from the city towards one of the roads to find one of the bridges, you know, not in the city itself, but they're a little farther away. Err. Oh, you guys will be fine. We should... We, it'll be fine. There's no one around. Come on, let's use the bridge. Says the guy who can't be knocked off balance. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm in. I like to live dangerously. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to complain. All right. So across the bridge we go then. How strong is the river? Like, is it like, it's not like a rapid, I imagine, but... No, 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 no. No, it's not a, it's not a swift raging river or anything like that, no. Yeah, I mean, these are the rivers that go through mid, that go through Zobek, right? Yeah, these yeah, the, this is the I one that the bisects it, kind of, this one bisects it east, east to west. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Glass going across the Smuggler's Bridge then? Yep, Glass will go across first. He uh, grabs a hold of the chain and just sort of hops crate to crate uh, using the chain as a handhold and just sort of basically walks across the river a good hundred feet or so. He's on the other side, no problem. If you need help, I can I can try to assist if you would like. Uh, I, I, I gotta think that my dog, uh, Puff Puff, you know what I'm gonna do? Uh, I'm going to swim with Puff Puff across. Because it's not it's not a strong river. It's a, it's pretty no. weak. So I would just I would just swim with her across. You know, and like, it's 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 got a current, but you can kind of hang on to those the the floating bits of the the smuggler's bridge, and you know you can swim across basically no problem. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, puff puff and cloak hop into the river and start swimming across. About our dumpiers and shadow fay. Uh. Um. <laughs> it's a bridge, guys. <laughs> come on, okay, guys. It's not the fun. It'll be fine. This is my worst All right, enemy. I I'll go. come along. I'll, I'll I go. go next. <laughs> All right. So Car- Kari and Riodin are uh, going to hop across and kind of pick their way across on the Smuggler's Bridge. All right. Yes. So it's it's slower going for the two of you. Uh, Riodin, it is particularly uncomfortable for you because you're having trouble getting your full range of motion uh, wearing this janked up armor. Uh, but you guys can basically take your time if you don't want to try and rush and and make it across. You hope without yes, incident. so getting okay. wet is not Kari's forte. All right, so uh, so I think Kane follows along after you, and um, it's a little slow going, particularly for particularly for Riodin, but it, you guys can take your time and very carefully sort of make your way across and maybe only splash down into the river once or twice up to a knee or so. And so you make it to the other side. That was surprisingly not too painful. So uh, as far as as far as a viewer decision floating around to be made, I would like to ask the chat which characters past should come back to haunt them. Oh, oh Lord. I love you, Chad. I love you so much. So much. I love you the most. In fact, don't even worry about the line. I'll just make a straw poll and put everyone's names into it, except for mine. Uh, it seems like that's not necessary to put mine in there. What is a straw poll? It's a, wait, are you familiar with polls? Have you not thrown straws? See, it is a wonderful thing. 
Alright. I'm just going to put your name up here first, Carrie. No reason. I feel as though you might be going mad. Perhaps the shadow has affected you. I've been quite mad this whole time. Uh, <laughs> I love how everyone in the party is going to vote for anyone but themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps it interesting. Right. Where now, Glass? Seem to be leading this expedition. What? I I'm following the dog. Yeah, you guys uh, pick up the trail. You pick up the trail once again, no problem, uh, and it begins leading you fairly steadily north. You will once again have to cross another river. However, uh, I think you can actually re-enter the city at the western gate, and uh, you could take the actual bridges. But then you would maybe lose the trail and have to try and pick it up on the other side. Uh, so if you want to just try and follow it straight and see where they cross the river, or if they went somewhere else. I would I would follow it straight if I was able to keep following it. Um, okay, sure. um, I agree. Are we following the blood trail or just the dog? So th there is no actual blood trail. There was kind of a blood smear where someone perhaps got knocked to the ground in the, to knock to the floor in the smithy and bled there and then kind of dragged. But it wasn't enough to like. Uh, there wasn't someone wounded badly enough that they were just pouring blood that you could follow through the city. So it was basically just enough sign of a struggle. So it, it also didn't look like enough blood to uh, account for someone having been killed there. So we're following the scent. We're on the hunt! That's what makes me worried, is the, the trail is in one clear direction. I'm wondering if they're, like, trying to... They must know that they're being pursued? This seems a little too easy. It seems as though they've led us there. Yeah, you're following a combination of scent trail and then occasional actual, um, like actual physical trail that you can find in soft earth or uh, kind of crushed down grass, that sort of thing. Um, let's see. I don't think. What are your our rangers? What are your natural explorer favored terrains again? Are you both forest? I'm forest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So does not apply currently. Just a quick question. Oh. Yeah. As we are now outside of the walls, am I hearing? Uh, am I hearing this? E am I hearing th either through the scale or naturally anything more from the ley lines? So you, uh, as long as that scale is nearby, you very occasionally pick up just that little faint hint of it, right? It's sort of this, this nice little ping. Yeah. Uh, as far as a louder or more solid sort of read on your your uh, your hearing your sense you haven't picked up anything just yet let me let me check one thing real quick here no worries uh what was the distance on your sense again is it a mile it's a mile a mile all right it's a mile to sense it but i have right. to do a short rest to bind sure sure uh, so as you guys head north you do begin to hear something in the distance it is uh, not the same note that you heard uh, sort of issuing from the scale, but you are definitely picking up that there is, you do hear the song of a ley line uh, somewhere, somewhere north of you, uh, growing a little bit louder as you approach, as you head that way. Cool. Uh, this one sounds like uh, sort of a, a very deep and sonorous uh, wind note, like uh, perhaps a... Um, 
almost like bassoon a tuba, but not quite. Yeah, like tuba? a bassoon. Okay. Bassoon's, bassoon, bassoon's a great one. Yep. I've been learning all my instruments. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so you guys are following the trail, uh, and you will come to yet another one of those damn cobalt smugglers bridges to get you across the next set of rivers that sort of loop around the city. Curses. These kobolds are quite inventive. Yes. So uh, I assume I assume you're all going to uh, just sort of take your time, except for Glass, who just sort of runs across it. I would, I would, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm swimming across. It's just like with... the swamps back in Malion. It is quite easy. All right. Wild magic surges. Welcome to ERP. What's it? How do I do oh, this? Oh, one for cloak and one for carry. I'm being told forward slash die. Someone's going to die. I'm not sure, Carrie. I've got some kind of oracle sense coming through, and something might strike some of us shortly. Oh. She wonders for a moment if he's just screwing with her, and then. Do I just do one d one thousand and just hit enter, or is, is there ten thousand? Do I have to hit ten thousand? Okay. No, that just tells me I'm saying it. Caster becomes Roll. violently ill if he, he eats near a fire. Ooh. I totally did that wrong. I can see it's almost there. He's learning. <sighs> One, two. Something fascinating is happening to Cloak right now. <laughs> Who is that Cloakamon? Uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, four, six, four, five. All right, I'll look. Uh, let's let's see what happens. The next magic item you're going to handle seems to you to be a hundred degrees in temperature. Sorry, a thousand degrees in temperature. Seems like incredibly hot the next magic item that you touch. Also, I'm sensing something named Winfora sending magic to Kari and adding a toad to the bear attack squad. This is very strange. <laughs> All right. Hmm. I what that could mean. Got it. So one off from a good time. Party act quite, yes. Oh man, really? Caster burns with homicidal rage whenever he's struck by magic. Anything magical sends me into a <laughs> homicidal rage. Okay, no That's good. Gonna, yep. Okay. Whenever you're struck by magic, so not just any magic struck. at all. Yeah. No, I, I'm assuming that would be offensively. Um, right. Right. That's cool. So guys. wait, wait, wait. Even if you're cured. No, because I just no, that's not a struck. So it would have to be something like uh, like a spell attack or uh, oh, okay. uh, you know probably something that would require you to make a saving throw against damage that sort of thing. Interesting. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, you guys continue following this trail. So it looks like whoever did this took great pains not to be seen by the citizenry and perhaps more importantly the city watch or any of the other militant. Uh, inhabitants of Zobek. Uh, and so after you cross the second smuggler's bridge, it continues heading north. Uh, and this time it is basically looping around this big uh, bow of river where there's kind of a crescent-shaped island uh, on the north side of the city. Uh, and it is uh, looks like it, the trail begins to angle toward the Margrave Forest sort of uh, heading in a northeasterly direction from the city. They've gone very far out, haven't they? The what forest, sorry? The Margrave. This is going to be good, you guys. I was going to say, what do I know about the Margrave forest as uh, not being from the non 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know that the Margrave is um, sort of traditional territory along with Zobek itself, as well as Shadowcrag that was claimed by the Shadow Fae uh, quite a long time ago. Uh, you also know that the Margrave roughly corresponds to the location of the heart of the Shadow Fae in the Shadow Realm. And that uh, that unlike most places on Midgard, the two locations, both material and shadow, are quite closely linked and great changes or upheavals in one can kind of change the nature of the other in a similar way. Mm. So, for instance, let's say an ancient red dragon were to come through and just burn a huge swath of the Margrave. Uh, in the shadow realm, a big section of that forest might die or might be prone to spontaneous forest fires or creatures that are drawn to fire might congregate there more often, that sort of thing. I have a bad feeling about this. Well, I mean, it's just, we're following a kidnapper, so, I mean... Well, we don't know that as such. I mean, she may have ran here all on her own. It's unlikely, but possible. Perhaps, uh, you know, this is this is the old lands of the Strauss family. Again, I think the connection here is the Strauss. Now, the armor just might have somehow gotten mixed up in something. Maybe she looks like she, well, you can't tell by the way you're wearing it, but she looks like she might be quite good. Perhaps someone commissioned something from her? I don't know. But uh, this area here... Perhaps uh, it has something to do with the dragon scales. You may be onto something there. They may have ferried her am. away so that they could work on something against or her will. Maybe she was working on something big. Right. So here's the question. The trail is leading you into the Margrave Forest uh, and sort of roughly toward, uh, it's, it's really hard to say, maybe toward the Black Hills, maybe toward Griffin Tower, uh, that sort of area. Doesn't look like it's headed directly toward Shadowcrag, which may be uh, a relief, to, depending on how you feel about so, such things, uh, exploring an ancient haunted ruin. Uh, so are you guys prepared to press into the forest now? Because basically you follow the trail for a good, oh, we'll say, we'll say an hour or so, and then you're getting into the actual forest itself, which uh, it's sparse at first, but then it turns into this very dense, primeval, uh, dark forest. Mm. Well, if we stop the, co the, the trail, will go cold, right? Um, certainly the longer you wait, the, the more it will, the more it will, uh, uh, you, the more you will lose. I think that we should press on. I look to Cloak and go, so you are from a forest. Uh, do you think we can head in? Are we going? To, is it going to be horrible in there, or should we just should we keep on this trail? You, this is uh, kind of like the places you are from. I mean, this is more like where Cloak's from. You know, uh, Cloak and Kane. I believe you are both forest uh, natural explorers, so you're both uh, plenty at home in this sort of area. So, I mean, you're plenty comfortable just pressing on in there and going. Basically, what I'm saying is, was there anything you guys wanted to grab from Zobek before you strike out into these woods? I'm ready. Sounds good. I, right. I still have my library pass that I'm going to use later because we're going to come back to Zobek. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I'm sure you will survive. So tell me about uh, how you guys press into the forest. 
like uh, essentially like who's in front, what's your what's your disposition, that sort of deal. Uh, I'd be around the outside. Yeah, Puff and I would be in the front, like following the trail. Uh, how's Puff reacting? Uh, Puff Puff looks pretty excited to follow the trail. And when you okay. guys stop at the edge of the forest, she kind of like prances her front paws a little bit and just keeps kind of looking between you guys in the woods. Um, yeah, I would, I would keep going. I would keep, uh, pushing forward with her then. Um, and being very wary, uh, but, uh, also knowing this is my home turf. So, um, Glaz is going, Glaz is going to, um, either, uh, let Riodan go, uh, next or he will go after Cloak, but he is going to go ahead and cast Mage Armor on himself, knowing we're going into someplace. No problem. Um, Glaz, do you use a spellcasting focus or a component pouch? I can't remember. Uh, I use a focus. It is a, it is a, a geode, uh, that he has. It's a stone that's, it's like a, it's a, it's like a sphere on one side and then, you know, with the crystals on the inside, it's like a, uh, it's Kinda like a geode that he found up. back. At, yeah. yeah. They, he found out there on the shores of, um, uh, you know, the architectural, the, uh, that language yeah, I know. The- the Ancashelian An- ruins. Yeah, Ancashelian ruins. There it is. Yep. No problem. All right, so Cloak and uh, Puff Puff are in front. Um, then you said Riodan, you're going to let him go next? Is that what you, is, is that what you said, Glass? Uh, I, well, I'd see if Riodan would want to go next. If he doesn't, then I would go next. Okay. With the idea that we'd have Ranger in front and Ranger in back is kind of what I was thinking. Oh, okay. So we're going to put Kane kind of in rear guard and then everybody else in the middle, more or less. That works. That works for me. All right. So it is, uh, at this point, it's probably an hour past noon uh, as you guys are pushing out into the into the, the Margrave Forest. Uh, the trail, uh, I would like you to make me another um, wisdom survival check uh, to as you're sort of changing terrain. Uh, and again, you can do it with advantage with, uh, you know, there's multiple trackers and a dog <laughs> sniffing it along. So... Uh, uh, that would be a 20. Uh, 17 plus 3. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, all right. So now you are in your favored terrain, which means you get a little bit more information about the trail that you're following. I believe you get to know things like how many creatures there are and how long ago they passed, that kind of thing. So... When tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. Okay. So, you discern the trail of ten small creatures. Two medium creatures. They passed through here a little over a day ago. So, probably yesterday morning, maybe even before or just around dawn. So, it might have still been dark. Okay. I'll look at Kane and uh, like kind of do like some hand gestures that like because uh, I want to be quiet in this area. So he would do like for like the size of the creatures and stuff like that. And he would like say like like for one day and then uh, and he'll probably understand what I mean by that. But sure. Uh, so with a 20, you can also tell that the small creatures are not wearing boots or other footwear, and they have clawed feet. Like but they are, bi- they are bipedal and have clawed feet. Um, the medium creatures were both booted. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and so you set off into the forest following this uh, this now uh, more clearly discernible trail that sort of shines out of the ground for you. Um, Glaz, you yes. still hear that sort of bassoon sound, but over the few hours that you folks spend as uh, Puff Puff and Cloak pick a trail through the forest for you, uh, it's sort of off to your left, off to the west, and it grows quieter as you go off into the woods. Okay. So there so is a ley line uh, over there, uh, but it sounds like it's sort of toward the north end of Zobek. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, another another uh, excellent uh, benefit by virtue of your natural explorer is you are not slowed uh, by this difficult terrain. So even though the forest is dense and thick and uh, there's great undergrowth and uh, it's really just trackless land that you guys are picking through, Cloak and Kane are able to very easily navigate you through passable areas and avoid natural hazards. So you're making just excellent time pushing through this dense forest. And so after about, uh, we'll say maybe six hours of travel getting toward probably when you're going to want to start thinking about camping unless you uh risk pushing into force march and uh and, and and risking risking exhausting yourselves uh you can hear something up ahead it sounded like uh like an animal sort of uh, like a growl or a call um how, how far away you're in a forest, yeah. Uh, you really couldn't tell. Uh, you don't have an exact uh, fix on it. It just sort of came from up ahead and a little bit to your right. Can I try climbing up a tree and getting better sight? Uh, you, you will get limited use out of that since the canopy is so thick um, that you really won't be able to... See, you won't get much in the way of distance that you can see. Um, I also like the idea of being in a tree if there's an animal nearby. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to... I'm going to uh, stealth as we move forward, and I just look at people and tell them to be, like, quiet. Uh, Uh, Kane, as you guys are moving along, your owl uh, sort of takes wing and tends to fly up into the branches and sort of follow along with you that way, but stays, stays relatively close to you as you guys move. Uh, I got a, I got a, oh, for my stealth, I got a, what did I roll? Uh, 23. <coughs> I a All right, so are you heading, are, are you heading up alone? Uh, well, I told them, I was like, hey, I'm being quiet. I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm just stepping quietly. I'm not like hiding visibly from them. So. Right. You're, uh, you're trying to, you're trying to move stealthily and not give yourself away. Are you going up to kind of scout alone or are you wanting everybody to come along with you? Uh, I'm scouting a little bit ahead of everyone. Um, okay. Most definitely. Uh, see if I get a visual on anything. And if I do, I'll quietly walk back and be like, kind of make uh, pantomimes of what I see. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can pick your way a little bit ahead uh, and just kind of leave everyone else behind. Uh, and you, let's see, what did you get? A 23, you said? Uh, 20, yeah, 23. Okay, that is, uh, that is plenty good. So you, uh, make your way up through the trees and, uh, a small thicket, 
and Puff Puff just sort of pads along beside you and is likewise quite quiet. Uh, and you can hear another animal sound from up ahead. This one turns into this growling roar. And you uh, continue forward and kind of make your way around, and you can see uh, a large shape kind of lumbering past a, a dense copse of trees, and you just catch this sort of massive shaggy outline of a creature loping by on all fours with heavy heavy footfalls uh is it walking away or towards us uh it's kind of cutting in front of your path right now mm-hmm. um i would can i go in nature to see what kind of creature it is sure a 14 14. I mean, it definitely looked like a bear of some kind. You're not exactly sure which uh, which species or, or any of that, but it was it was a bear for sure. Okay. Um, so uh, I will uh, slowly um, make my way back and like, but like not all the way back to them, just to the point where they can see me. And I just sure. go. <laughs> so Cloak is like, waving his hands and and silent growling at you. <laughs> yeah. And then uh and then he just does this. And then he sits there quietly and then he's like you see him like peering off into the woods and watching something. Uh, so you just kind of wait it out. Yeah. Uh after uh after perhaps a minute or so, you hear another sudden series of growls that burst into this just deep guttural roar that echoes through the forest. And then another call that has a growl and a strange, like, almost uh, like a, a bird-like call to it. And you can just hear snarling and horrible, horrible sounds like... Uh, like, like these beasts must be uh, fighting or killing something, just kind of filtering back to you through the dense woods. Okay, uh, but they're they're far off, right? Uh, you know, two hundred feet maybe. That's enough for me to be like. And then, All right, they, so you're gonna try and, try and while they're distracted, kind of stealthy. Yeah, sure. while they're distracted, uh, continue uh, making our way stealthily. So you swing a little bit farther to the right, trying to avoid uh, whatever the hell is going on in the next clearing over. Uh, so why don't you uh, all make a group stealth check for me? All right, oh here we go. This is at disadvantage for me. <laughs> Fucking kidding very me! Much, very much at That's disadvantage there, Riodan. Oh, dear. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. It would have been a 19, but there you go. This is the point where we should we should have used our oh crits. Oh god, we're all <laughs> I forgot so that we, got we had crits. I'm in we got the a, tree. In we the got tree. a five, a three, a one, <laughs> in a the twelve. Tree. Okay. <laughs> it was meant in to a be. Tree, huh? <laughs> Alright. So wait, were you not moving uh, forward so with us? Were you did you not come forward with us? Kari? Uh, we, no, we were I, moving I forward. The tree. Oh, well, crap. So you didn't come with were us? You're staying to... by yourself? 
You said the canopy was pretty dense, right? Would I be able to follow them through it's the tree boughs? It's pretty dense. It, unless they slow down, they will leave you behind because you're not able to move at full speed while you're doing that. And so it looks like the area you're in, you're, you can kind of go tree to tree, but it's not uh, fast going. I'm going to go tree to tree. <laughs> All right. So the rest of you, you can see that Kari is kind of... Uh, cat squirreling her way from branch to branch, tree to tree, uh, and if you don't slow down, you're going to leave her behind. Well, I can tell I, you I why my stealth is low. Uh, no, Glass is stealth is low. Like, Carly, you're being left behind. Come on. Come on. Come on. We, we're we're, we're like, going dum, now. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, yes, crank, uh, we can go crank, slower. Crank, crank. If you want, at this uh, point, Kari definitely oh, stays yeah. in the trees. <laughs> you see, you see, you see, you see, cloak going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so by this point, the growling and, and snarling has kind of died down, in, uh, has, has, has died down a fair bit. However, you can hear the sound of uh, snapping twigs and, and rustling brush, as well as like, a, like a, uh, a delightful like babbling brook off to one side a little bit. Uh, uh, but it seems that there is a shape sort of barreling through the woods towards you now, and you can hear a <laughs> preceding it. So why don't we all roll initiative? I was going to say, <laughs> as, soon, as soon as Cloak heard like the, the, the growling stop, he would have stopped and like already pulled out his sword. Um, all right, that's, that's fine. Two natural ones in a row for me. Um... My initiative is two. So 16 for me. Right. One quick second here. Bears, 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 bears. Well, the good news is you guys avoided the owlbear. Ooh, that is good news. That is great. 26 <laughs> here, here. Here's the thing. 26 years of playing D&D, right? Uh -huh. I've never fought an owlbear. Oh, well, really? I haven't either. You were too, you were too sneaky. I've never fought a dragon <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Neither have I. How? Yeah. Well, I have never, no, I, I have, I have talked to, I have encountered, but full-on actual proper combat with a dragon. That's not an invitation chat. <laughs> I. Uh, that's you no. say, <laughs> chat, say that chat, out loud. Just <laughs> said. Uh, chat, chat. I got this one. Don't worry about it. Oh, I, that's not what I want to hear either, chat. <laughs> Never mind. Let's go with the All right, so uh, do we have anybody... In, initiative time. Do we have anybody 25 to 20? 20 to 15? Uh, 16. 16 for Cloak. Uh, 15 to 10? 11 for Glass. Oh, dear. Mm, 11 Glass. All right. 10 to 5? Uh, that's me at 7. Yeah. Oh, boy. Great. And Riodin, where are we at, buddy? That's a natural one, so a three for me. A three. Three for our loud, clanky friend. <laughs> All right. So, Cloak, uh, you're going to be first, as you can see a massive brown bear barreling through the trees and brush towards you. It looks like it has a, uh, a, a wound on its shoulder, uh, just kind of a raw bloody tear in its uh, its hide and flesh and it's just sort of crazed in its eyes and has some uh, blood flecked foam around its muzzle and is just barreling forward <sighs> I'm gonna do something crazy 
Uh, how far? How far away is uh, the the bear? Uh, the bear is probably at this point bursting through the trees about forty feet away from you. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something asinine. Uh, I'm going right. to um, I'm going to start running up to the bear and be like, "No, no, it's okay, friend. It's okay." And I'm going to cast animal friendship on the bear. Ooh, nice. Oh, uh, what is, yes. What is your save DC? Uh, my save DC. That's a great question, Dan. Um, my save DC is eleven. Eleven. So, I shall make, I believe, a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Oh, that isn't going to work. All right. So, uh, you see, Cloak sort of run forward, probably ten uh. or twenty feet, and and throw up his hands, and he like whispers something under his breath, and says, "No, no, wait, wait, we're friends." And then the bear just kind of throws on the brakes and like all fours just sort of skids to a halt and stops. And it's giant nose. You can see its nostrils flare and sort of tilts its head and blinks its eyes looking at him. Uh, but that's not quite its turn yet. So I need to make. So now bear's just a bro. Uh, more or less. All right, so a 12. So. All right, Kane. You have the warning as you're uh, as you're kind of watching this happen, you're you're making sure to keep your senses alert to the other uh, sounds and uh, goings on in your vicinity, and it is actually your owl suddenly lets out a cry. Woohoo! that draws your attention over toward the sound of water on your right. And you can see that brook that you heard uh, running through the, the hollow there has gathered into a pond, and you see a ripple sort of swell under the water. And that's just enough for you to be warned of the massive toad bursting its head up out of the water. And it attempts to bite you. But you saw it, so it is not hidden. It gets, does not get advantage against you. Uh, so that is a 13. I don't believe that's going to hit you, right? All right, so you managed to skip back as these massive jaws. This toad is easily maybe a little bigger than a horse, and its jaws just sort of snap right in front of you, and you kind of skip back out of the way. Uh, so that's your turn, Kane. So that toad is right up on you. You will have disadvantage on your shot uh, because you're currently engaged in melee with it. So you could also draw your uh, draw a melee weapon and attack. Okay, rapier. Very well. Make your strike. Oh, that'll hit. All right. So uh, as its jaws kind of uh, catch only empty air as your cloak swirls out of the way, you uh, with one smooth motion whip your rapier out of its sheath and drive the blade into its softer underbelly. So go ahead and give me rapier damage. Yeah, yeah, the rapier damage? Isn't that the A plus four? I don't Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, that, yeah. that looked like another that looked like another D twenty roll. I'm sorry. I'm very confused by that. Got it. That's my bad. Alright, the toad lets out this just guttural and this uh, blood cold blood spatters out over your hand. Uh, so that's gonna be Glass, your turn. 
Uh, so, uh, how far away am I from the, um, from the, uh, toad? The toad? Uh, let's see. You were in the middle, and it kind of came up behind you, so you're maybe 25 feet away from it. Okay, so, uh, Glass is going to back off so that, uh, you know, back up, uh, his 30 feet of movement. Uh, try sure. not to get too close to the bear, because he's not sure how the bear thinks, so he's sort of triangulating himself to get as far away from the bear and the toad as possible. And uh, is going to uh, sort of uh, look at the uh, look at the toad and uh, go sort of look at its uh, sort of through it almost towards the way that the blood flows through it and the way that its nervous system goes and goes. It's very interesting. It's almost just like a ley line and sort of hooks it with his fingers and casts. Uh, chill touch. <clears throat> All right. Uh, make your spell attack. Uh, that's only an eight. An eight, unfortunately. So the rest of you see this um, spectral, ghostly, almost like a withered version of Glaz's hand kind of coalesce from this glow in the ground and reach up and try to grab the toad, but it sort of scampers out of the way and, and vanishes. And the, the hand vanishes. Phew. All right. Uh, the bear comes up and sniffs at you, uh, Cloak, and and kind of, like, head bumps you a little bit. He's like, oh, and he's like, he's like starts petting it, and he's like, ha-ha. Oh. Uh, you don't have any means to speak to it, I don't believe, do you? Uh, no. I do not. I... That spell is in my repertoire, but I didn't take it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it um, it treats you as an ally, and uh, so I think it will probably perceive that giant toad trying to eat things near you as a threat. So it sort of stands up on its hind legs, lets out a humongous bellow, and uh, goes charging toward the toad. It will uh, have to take a dash. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, am I able to take a free action to talk, to, uh, make a, make a, a, st a statement to everyone? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was like, don't attack him. He's our friend now. All right. So the rest of you hear that and you see this, you see this bear, uh, kind of tear at the earth with its claws and just launches itself at that giant toad. Uh, it has to dash this turn, but it gets right up next to it, and you can see it stand up on its hind legs and pull back its claws for a massive strike. Uh, that's going to be Kari's turn. I'm looking over towards the toad. Can I get advantage point on it from up in the tree and fire my short bow at it? Yeah, you can see it. Yep, you can, you can shoot at it. Okay, I had it up, and now it is... Uh, short boat. There we go. Yeah. Woo! That's a 21. Oh, 21 absolutely that is. Okay. 1d6 plus 1. Piercing? Yes! 7, Seven damage. Beastly right. shot from Tari in the tree. Yep, so the uh, the arrow catches it right behind the broad head, and it kind of thunks into its hide, uh, and it sort of, like, shudders and shakes its head in pain. Uh, that would be Riodan. Bring it up. Uh, he's our anchor man this turn. Yes, uh, quite. How far away from this toad creature am I right now? Uh, 20, 25 feet. You were, you were kind of in the mi middle next to glass, so that's it came up uh, at your rear guard. 
I'm going to bless. Um, cast bless on glass. So, unfortunately, as you begin to go through the motions to gather your divine uh, energy to call down the blessing of Marena, you, you can't uh, focus it because you can't go through the motions for the somatics properly, and it keeps pinching you when you try to gather your, uh, your magics. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you are unable to cast spells while wearing this armor in this fashion. That's right. Uh, let's see. Um... So you, can, you don't waste your action doing that. You can, you can take your action doing something else. Instead, I'll run up to the great beast and stab at it with my uh, uh, rapier, which should very be... well. Uh, let's do math plus four to hit this thing. There uh, we go. Four. That'll be a thirteen to hit. That is a hit. Oh goodness, that's good news. And then add two to this number. And that makes that number four points of piercing damage. Four piercing damage, all right. So at this point, the toad is uh, now beginning to bleed from the multiple wounds that you've all driven into it. And it looks like it's starting to get uh, just a a slight sway to its stance. Um, So it is now bloodied. Uh, So that's going to bring us back to the top of the order with Cloak. Uh, how How far away am I from the toad? You're probably more on the order of, um, like, 50 feet away from it. Oh, it's going to take me, like, two turns unless I dash. Yeah, I'm, I'm only going to take a, uh, a turn and move 25 feet, and then uh, kind of just... Uh, can I roll Perception to make sure nothing else is, like, aware of our of this battle occurring? Sure. Yeah, you can you can take the search action just to, to take a look around and, and make sure everything's okay. So go ahead. Make your yeah, search. All right. pers- uh, your wisdom a, perception check. That would be a uh, 11. 11. Uh, so it doesn't look like anything else is lurking around to come at you. And the sounds of kind of like battle that you or you know, animal battle that you heard uh they they have died down you hear something off in that distance but it sounds like it might be going the other way okay um i would just take note of that and then just kind of analyze the battlefield as uh my bear is going sure. to attack the frog what is, what is uh puff puff doing uh oh puff puff right uh i should have puff puff go on uh, your turn. Let's see. Puff Puff. We'll have her go now. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Puff Puff runs, uh, sees, kind of looks around, sees Kane and the others in danger from this uh, this toad, lets out a this baying howl, runs forward, and you can see that, I mean, she's fast, but she's still a good ways away. However, as she nears maybe 10 or 15 feet away from the toad, there's a shimmer in the air. This golden and silver faint sparkle of motes and Puff Puff vanishes. She appears on the other side of the toad, kind of like ankle deep in the water, and bites at its hindquarters. Coolest dog ever. You know what? I'm going to burn one of my 20s and crit it, because that'll be awesome. Oh yeah, Will! Oh! So Puff Puff gets a hold of the gets a hold of the toad's hamstring and just tears the muscle in some parts down to the bone. Uh, 
So... Alright, yeah, she rips a giant chunk out of its leg, and uh, it's bleeding profusely into the water, and it looks like it's trying to turn and hop away, but is uh, having a difficult time of it with this golden dog hanging onto its uh, its torn musculature. So that would be... Uh, cloak, you just went. Uh, that's going to be the toad. So the toad is going to bite... Um, Puff Puff? Yeah. Yeah, I think the toad is going to bite Puff Puff. Puff Puff, no. Oh, oh no. and it snaps its jaws around her. So she is uh, clamped in the toad's jaws. She is grappled and restrained. And she yelps no. in pain. <gasps> oh, but she takes... Uh, it's not, not a great deal of damage. The frog's uh, teeth don't seem to manage to get purchase in her flesh. But she uh, does cry out in pain. No. So, uh, that is going to be Kane. Your turn. Hmm. Silent murder. Yeah, you there? Yes. I, I assume this is the, the silence before the death stroke. You can hear the, the, the <laughs> faint sing of his storm. rapier. Wing, before he drives it forward into the beasts. You can't get it to roll. Ah, can't get it to roll. All right, well, roll a physical die if you got it. It's just, uh, or I'll roll for you if you prefer. You want me to do it? All right, so here comes Kane's attack roll, which didn't go in the box, but I rolled a 12. So uh, with your attack bonus, that will hit. Uh, and so your D8 plus 4, I believe, is 8. Uh, and so you are able to drive up under the toad's jaw and run the blade up into its soft palate and through its tiny amphibian brain. It, uh, you wrench the blade free, and it just sort of begins to twitch and spasm and collapses into the muck. And, uh, and Puff Puff sort of wriggles her way free from the, uh, the great creature's jaws. The, uh, the bear at this point just kind of crashes down on the, uh, the dead toad's carcass and just tears into it with its jaws, and you can hear bones snap. Is the bear fucking it up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's, he's okay. tearing into it and ripping pieces out of it. And then when it's clear that the uh, the, the toad is no longer um, uh, he's no longer alive, it kind of uh, settles back and groof, groof, and looks over toward, uh, toward Cloak, and there's just, like, frog blood dripping in these big, thick, drooly ropes from its muzzle, and it kind of goes, groof, and then goes in and just rips a big chunk of flesh out and starts eating. <laughs> Alright, so uh so there you have it. You have you have vanquished all threats for the moment, thanks to savagery and magic. Well that was quite interesting. Um At least you you were very good with animals, my friend Clock. First a bear first first a dog and now a bear. I felt that I saw it wasn't it was kind of weird. So I felt the bear's energy, and so I I mimicked my energy with the bear's, and then I was just like, "I am your friend," and became very docile and not agitated like his was. And I brought it down to my level with me, and then he he stopped and started sniffing me, and he's like, "Oh, hey there," and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" We're not actually talking. I was I'm just making that up. So you don't I, like I I you know whatever. So. Um, and then, you know, and now he's eating a frog. 
Well, I hear froglings are very tasty, so that would be a nice thing, right? Yes, I was uh, I was trying to use this new thing I've got with the ley lines, but it's ugh, it's just I'm not quite there yet. But maybe next time, maybe I will get it. Did you see the hand that came up and then it just kind of missed? And uh, but I'm getting better. I'm practicing. That is what you must do. You practice, and that is how you get better. Shall we? We should find dummies back uh, back in town that you can just start launching at, and maybe that will help. Maybe, but uh, maybe should we see what's up with this frog? Uh, perhaps uh, it has some uh, some things that we could use. I don't know. Or it's getting a little late in the evening. Should we camp here in this nice clo- where we have a nice uh, stream, a babbling brook? It is very peaceful and tranquil. I kind of like it. So uh, as the aftermath of the battle sort of dies down and, and the adrenaline subsides, Glaz, you can hear very clearly these high-pitched, beautiful, sort of uh, almost flute-like notes uh, sort of uh, reaching to you from the north, north-ish of your position. So uh, just knowing my basic studies of geomancy, I know that sometimes ley lines run along rivers and stuff. So is, it, is that the direction of this stream? Sometimes. Okay. Um, it looks like uh, it looks like not particularly. Um, okay. You're still a little ways away. You've gotten you know within your mile of it. Okay, point. I've gotten within so, a mile. Not it's not like thirty feet away. Yeah, it's so you, like it's within so, a mile. No, okay. no. You have you have ba- you have basically just now honed in on on this sound. It's just reached your uh, your radius of sense. And I will say that it sounds like the source of the almost echo that you heard coming from that scale. Ooh. Hey, this is this is very interesting. Now that we've we've come here and not in the middle of fighting a giant frog, um, the uh, the sound from from oh the scale you the scale that I give you. Can I have that back for just a moment, please? I look at cloak. I won't lose it. I'm not all caffeinated now. Uh, but you'll see uh, with this, uh, it's like an echo. It's kind of like you know when you uh, re- go into the thing and you you go echo 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 echo. So like that. This kind of does that. But what the first original sound that's echoing through here, it's over there. I can hear it. Right. So are you saying a dragon's over there? I am saying I'm saying the lay magic is over there. The, well, the dragon is, you know, if he's if he's sitting on top of it and sits there long enough, then perhaps uh perhaps that is what happened with this scale. But certainly the um certainly the uh the lay magic is over there. And, you know, ley lines are very long, so it's not like the dragon is right there. Well, he could be right there. But I hope it's not right there. Maybe you can go... You're a good scout. Would you want to go take a look? He smiles big at Cloak. Well, uh, uh, we, we can look on the way back. How about that? We can go that, that way and then go around this forest, right? Go around Zobek and then we'll, like, hit that and then we'll just make our way from the city from the ley line. Actually, that's a good question, Dan. Is it in the same direction of the trail we were following or a different direction? Uh, so you kind of confer with uh, Cloak, and it sounds like the trail is leading you right towards it. Oh, we don't have to go around. It's right this way. He smiles big. Oh, God. Uh, um, <laughs> <sighs> we have to be very careful, okay? If there's a fucking dragon over there, I... Especially a fire dragon. I mean, flame actually. Have you flame seen is this different face? than fire. Okay, so semantics. All right, uh, you know this face will still burn regardless. Oh no, it'll it'll burn you up quite nicely. Uh, they roast you up like a uh, like a turkey on the on the on the turkey turkey thanky thank turkey thanky day thing. 
They celebrate it up north. I don't know the name. Oh, um, yeah, no, they kill a bird to, uh, it's the nature god. Uh, yes, Turducken Day. It's a wonderful thing. And then they eat it. Yes. Yeah, Turducken Day. They stuff another bird into another bird. It's kind of a fucked up holiday, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you have, you have still a, perhaps an hour or two of travel left. Uh, and yeah, so it's up to you to how you want to proceed from here. I, I didn't take any damage that fight, so uh, you're welcome, everyone. Who now we have a bear on our side? Yeah, um, you you charm for how long until the bear begins? Twenty four yeah, hours. That term last. Okay, okay. I will not set up my bear trap when we make camp then, because that would be awkward. <laughs> I was going to as well when we yeah, I was going to, but now not so much. Cloak would be like, oh, so let's let's move the um, let's go two more hours and then let's see what uh where we go from there. I mean, I don't know how far away. How strong is this feeling for you, Glass? Like, do you feel it's really close or is it far off? Oh, just we are within a mile. I can't feel things much further than that. So, uh, I would know that, right? Okay. Yeah. Am I being am I being meta? Uh, no, about the, no, about the no, mile, no, no, no. Which- you you know. You guys know how your own abilities work. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can make a mile in like... Oh, yeah. 30, 30 minutes? Like tw- tw- 20 minutes. 20 minutes or so you can make a mile. Yeah. Uh, 30 minutes at an easy pace, 20 minutes at, you know, a normal pace. You know, uh, let's do it. Maybe at a stealthy pace uh, as well, yes? We have a bear with us. Well, actually, I kind of look... Yeah, I looked... Glass looks at Riordan. Well... I don't think it's going to matter how slow we go with uh, your your armor like that, my friend. True enough. I must find her. She really ought to do her alterations. It's just sloppy craftsmanship otherwise, isn't it, really? <laughs> Looks bad on her. I want to call you Tink Tink from now on, because that's all you make. She may have been kidnapped. She may well have been, but is that an excuse? <clears throat> yes. All right. So the plan is uh, to travel to travel at least to find the the source of the the ley line that Glaz is sensing, right? And possibly up to the the two hours or so you have left in the day. All right. So you guys are are you traveling? Okay. Are you traveling at a stealthy pace or normal? I'm going normal. I have a bear. I'm thinking let's normal until we get close and then stealth. I mean, you know, let's stealth once we get close. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, all right, so you guys move at a normal pace. After another 20 or 25 minutes or so, the uh, the sound is steadily getting just ever so slightly louder, Glass. Uh, and you guys see uh, the, the terrain in the forest has become a little bit more rocky, and you can definitely feel an elevation kicking up, so you're, you're getting onto, like, a hill. Uh, you see... A great stone archway carved into the hillside, and it is mostly overgrown with like creeping ivy vines and uh, undergrowth that doesn't require a whole lot of direct sunlight, um, and is sort of shaded overhead by this dense oak canopy. And uh, you can hear that sound, that that uh, that music, Glass, almost echoing out of the tunnel. Well, this is the place. This is the place for sure. Uh, right into that tunnel is where it's coming from. Is um, Puff Puff reacting that way with uh, what Glass is saying? Puff Puff 
I mean, she's like you guys are following the trail, and the trail is leading up the the hillside toward that toward that arch. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's, sorry, it's less of an arch, and it's more like a post and lintel. But yeah, it's uh, there's definite um, stone masonry craftsmanship building out almost a door frame into this gaping tunnel in the hillside. It's maybe 20 feet wide. That is the spot. Um, maybe now we should quietly, maybe I am not the, I am not the quietest one either. Perhaps do you want to go and see if you can take a quick look and see what is in there? I don't know whether it's right there or whether it's going to be a long tunnel inside, but no, knowing is half the battle. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll stealth up. I'll, I'll I'll sneak up in there and see what I see. Uh, and I, I imagine as I stealth up, the other animals are stealthing up with me. If you want to, like, kind of tell the bear to stay, you can you can sort of get that message across. That's simple enough. Okay, yeah, I would tell the bear to stay, but Puff Puff. Or and you me. know, Puff Puff seems to just understand whatever the hell you say to her. So okay. <laughs> so all right, you're gonna take gonna take Puff with you. Yeah, Puff Puff, and then uh, okay, the bear. Who, the bear who I've now named hmm, uh, Fluff and Stuff. Fluff and Stuff and Puff Puff. Um, okay, Fluff and Stuff, you stay Excellent. Here, all right? That won't get confusing then, at all. And then you, if you see something, you charge in there. I know you probably don't understand what I'm saying, but you, you'll know when. You'll, you'll have the feeling. And uh, my energy will rise up and your energy will rise up. You get it. Okay, let's go. I got a... 22. Very Your nice. Stuff. Puff Puff rolled a Puff Puff rolled a nat 20, so she has a 25. Oh Oof. god. I'm like Puff So Puff. uh oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these two basically uh the rest of you guys, they just sort of vanish into the underbrush. Gone. Uh the two of you kind of begin crawling up through the brambles, and as you approach this tunnel, you begin to hear Faint snatches of whispered conversation. What languages do you speak? Well, that's great. I speak, um, let's take a look here. Gnomish, uh, Infernal, Common, Infernal. Nice, nice. Sylvan, and Umbral. Okay, uh, so you do not recognize the language being spoken. And you can just hear a faint, Kirtasan, Sarkotalanaf, Tiramfieras Katalaf. And then there's okay. just kind of quiet. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember how those, they sounded and like try to, <laughs> okay. uh, and then see if that I can repeat a, like a phrase to that, um, to someone, uh, maybe back at the other crew, but do I see who's saying this? Uh, why don't you make me a wisdom perception check? I will do that, Dan. I will. I don't know how well it's going to go. Way Ooh, fucking 22. well. <laughs> Yes. That almost uh, was a one. That was so close. Did you see that? It, it was just like, hey, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, you think that you might be able to see the speakers if you crawl around to your left and get a slightly better vantage point. So you start, uh, you basically are, you're low crawling, like, like commando crawling through the brushes and uh, making your way quietly and avoiding the, the dry leaf detritus that crackles will give you away. And you mm-hmm. see... A group of kind of black cloth shrouded small forms huddled behind some rocks where they have a decent line of sight down to the entrance of that tunnel. And uh, as they they look over, you can see um, black scales 
that are flecked with red and orange, kind of intense. Uh, the color is very intense around their eyes and then mm-hmm. fades toward the back of their head and down their backs. And then you can see it peeking out like in little speckles on their clawed hands. You see these little little draconic humanoid creatures kind of uh, just sort of watching and they'll occasionally whisper to one another. You see six of them. They have the same color scales like the scale that we have? Uh, you would say reminiscent, but not the same. And their scales are much, much smaller. Okay. Um, what was your perception again? 20 some odd? 20, uh, 22. 22. All right. So you also notice there are more figures. You catch just the faintest hint of movement up in the trees. You look up and you see more kobolds up there. Two of them, except these have bat-like wings sprouting from their shoulders that they have folded back against them, and they're sort of crawling around the trees and looking. Uh, okay. They're humanoid size. They're they're small. They're small. Okay. okay. They're small humanoids. Sorry. Small small humanoids. The humanoid creature type. Have I seen anything like this before? Uh, I mean, you've seen kobolds before. Okay, I just want to know if I know if that I know what kobolds are, but I just want to know if Kari knows. I'm not really. Oh, sure Kari, how Kari, often totally. Oh no, them in... they are all damn over the place in Zobek. Um, they tend to stay towards the kobold ghetto during the day. Uh, if they have to go out in the rest of the the city during the day, they will, but they hate it. Uh, at night, you'll see them pretty much anywhere. So yeah, you're you're well familiar with kobolds. I do not speak their language. But, uh, yeah, you can disengage from them, uh, Cloak, and make your way back to your companions, if you like. Yeah. Um, so, I don't see anything beyond that. Alright, yeah, I would, uh, start sneaking up, uh, and, like, go back, and then, like, kind of appear out the brush with, uh, with, uh, uh, Puff Puff. And I, I look at everyone, and I say, um, so there's, like... Six kobolds on the ground, all right? All black scaled with red specks. Um, kind of cool colored. Um, but the cool thing is that there's like two of them with wings in the trees and they're walking around. Does anyone know Draconic? Not I. I do not speak that language. No, I do okay. not at all. Well, this is what we could do. Uh, we could kill all of them but one and then figure out what's going on. I know they probably speak common because they live in Zobek. Have your bear eat them. <laughs> oh, wow, one by okay. one, and then see I mean, we could, okay, we can charge, I can charge in there with my bear, and then like ride him, and then as soon as he pounces on someone, then I go pounce on someone, and then Puff Puff will come up and be like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, Puff Puff, and then. He yeah. looks down at him as soon as he says he's gonna pounce on someone, like, really? <laughs> I, they're my height, okay? Fuck off. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> I forgot how mouthy he is, little bastard. <laughs> is uh, Glass within 30 feet of a ley line? Glass is not yet within 30 feet of a ley line. I mean, is it, but are we talking like we're in combat distance of getting to 30 feet within a ley line, or is it still like hundreds and hundreds of feet away? I mean, how close do you guys. So you can hear basically the song of the ley line issuing from the tunnel. How close are you guys wanting to get to the tunnel? You guys are maybe about 100 feet away from it at this point, where you saw it and then kind of backed off and did a little recon, and you found the sentries watching the entrance. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Uh, at this point, I was like, uh, I'd, I mean, I, we can take out the ground. Um, uh, who can take out the aerial one? So, uh, I, I, I can try. And Kane has got his bow. He's good with that bow. I'm okay. also quite good with my bow. I mean, that's okay. So, hey, well, if they're close together, I can take out multiple people at once if we can get them in a group, like a choke point, maybe in the doorway. I've got a spell that is just a bee's knees for that. Well, we're in a forest and we're charging in there uh, and they have rings, so they're going to fly around. So hang on to that one. If it is nece- necessary, I can call upon my god and shoot them magically. You're good at making us not be hurt as well. That is what I would prefer to use the magic of my god for. To keep you all alive, I say slowly, turning my eyes down to cloak and then back to glass. We, we appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see it one day. <laughs> now, I know that we're underneath some trees, but the shade here is just... Ooh. Well done, all of you. I'm all very I'm very proud of you for that cloak. That was very good. <laughs> the shade? Quite. What? I'll explain to you later. Let's oh, let's go and ex- it probably some... went over his head. I'll explain oh damn. Oh goodness. Oh cloak, that's that's more savage than the dagger that that shadow put into me. I'm being slain over here, Carrie. I never knew such wit from you, darling. Well, let's go and murder some tiny little dragon people together and talk about it afterwards. Yeah, do you like hunting? I mean, they're weak and, you know, you can probably eat them and stuff like that. Let's, There's many let's of them. Make, sure. Let's do I'm going to notch my bow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the Just plan? Just kind of gonna swirl try and... it almost as if I'm going to raise it towards him. <laughs> oh if, if you can give us cover in the Just... sky... Just imagine the flying ones are flying knees, and you really want to kill me. I do not wish to kill you. Mind me but really badly. Sounds fun. <laughs> if you can take care of the ones in the sky, we will run forward and take care of the ones in the cave. I will do my best. Perhaps the owl could be of some assistance to me. And I'm sure the bear is going to. Maybe draw some fire as well if he goes charging right down the center here. Oh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of scary. Great. To fight a bear. I've got a lot of armor on, so I can take a few hits. You can fight the bear then. No, Fluff and stuff is our friend. Fluff Let's and send stuff. in the bear. Fluff we'll figure and it stuff. out afterwards. Don't look at fluff and stuff, fluff and stuff, and I'm not do it, fluff and stuff, and then he's like does a little dance when he's sitting there waiting for us to make our plan. I don't know how you can have such a vile mouth, but yet come up with such dainty names for your pets. So the bear sort of leans forward and then licks the entire side of his face and head with its just massive Aww. tongue. That's adorable. He loves me. He doesn't want to eat me. Not yet. <laughs> Not it yet. smacks its lips. <laughs> we got about like. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. 
So uh, we have, looks like we're coming up on 11, so this might be a good place to pick up next week. If that, uh, if that works for everyone, and rather than running over terribly late tonight, I think starting with uh, stealth and initiative rolls next week is, uh, is just what we ought to do. So, that is, uh, so there we it's are. Great. So I wasn't sure quite uh, how you guys were going to try and track down uh, the assaulters and, uh, and uh, the assailants and abductors of uh, <laughs> Mistress Everforge, but, uh, but this worked. <laughs> Did so, we surprise uh, you? So yeah. Magical dog. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was ready for a, a number of different things. I didn't necessarily think you were going to go for the the straight up. Ah, let's just sniff them out. That works. It's great. I think. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Players not being difficult. What? We're the greatest. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Yeah. Well, my friends, uh, let's go into tonight's episode of the World's Tree Burns. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, let us know in the chat. We'd love to hear from you guys. And of course. If you haven't followed the show, be sure to follow us to catch the rest of our shows and consider supporting Encounter Roleplay on the Patreons where you can get a bunch of cool rewards and uh, support the shows that you love. Uh, but let's go around the cast and crew. Did you enjoy yourselves? Where can we find you guys online? Uh, of course, one last shout out goes to Cobalt Press for uh, sponsoring tonight's show uh, along with all of the World Tree Burns campaign. Definitely go and check out the Midgard books for yourself if you've been enjoying the story that we've been telling. You can tell stories just like it uh, in this uh, fantastic world. Yeah, the Midgard Heroes Handbook and World Book are well worth checking out in PDF and print. Uh, but Dan, what do you think it's a nice show, my friend? Where can we find you online? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Dan underscore Dylan underscore one. Uh, and I had a blast tonight. Uh, I mean, I always have fun with you guys. You guys, you know, I don't ha I don't have to do much. I can just throw a crumb in front of you and you guys handle the rest. It's great. No, uh, I like the uh, I like some of the interactions that we've been having, seeing Glass hyped up on caffeine and, and being <laughs> uh, just jazzed to be here around his scholarly brethren was hilarious. And uh, I am such a huge Ranger fan that I absolutely adore that we've seen an animal friendship come out. I love it. That's one of my favorite spells in the game. So I'm no, I'm I'm totally cool with you guys circumventing an encounter by charming half of it. I'm I'm in, and so now I don't have to pull any punches or reduce any encounters because you have an extra bear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and I will say I will throw out there uh, if you're really interested in some of the stuff that we're doing and seeing what's going on, I want to point out that uh, the Zobek Gazetteer for Fifth Edition is available for pre-order on the Cobalt Press Store. So it's a source book all about the city of Zobek, uh, a lot of the locations we've been talking about, some of the NPCs we've met, uh, all of that is in there. It's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, thank you, Dan, for that. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to uh, Tool School. Oh, I had a blast. I mean, I just had an absolute blast. I, I love this world. I love all this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I got my big, stupid, goofy grin as soon as he said we were going to the Marguerite Forest. And so I'm just like, oh, all the stuff and the things and the stuff. And uh, yeah, no, uh, Glass is such fun to play. And I love playing off uh, playing off of Cloak and Ryudan. Uh, it's just, it's it's just too much fun. So uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, you can find me all over the interwebs uh, at Tall Squall. Best thing to do is go to my Twitch uh, uh, account. And from there, I'm sorry, go to my Twitter account, which has links to everything that I do across the internet. And uh, hope to see you guys around. Thank you, Tall Squall. I appreciate it. And uh, McCloken. Hi. Um, 
Yeah, I had a fucking it, dude. <laughs> I love this campaign. It's great. Uh, I love I love the fact I like how Glaz and uh, Cloak interact with each other because like um, it, it's like a, a buddy cop movie where one guy is not a cop at all and he's like your friendly neighbor, and then you have the shady person who wants to sacrifice you secretly to keep his village alive. Um, so great, great, <laughs> great comparison. And then then you have a fucking. Kane and Cloak, which is Jay and Silent Bob, um, which, is, which is which is a great combo. Um, and then uh, I love the banter between Kari and uh, Cloak. And then uh, <laughs> Reardon's nonchalantness, where he just doesn't give a fuck, and Cloak is just like, no! <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I had a blast. So I was... Uh, uh, to be on the the animal friendship note, uh, I most times like when people make uh, rangers, they usually take hunter's mark and cure light wounds. I took cure light wounds because fuck, I need that spell. Uh, but I was like, I want animal friendship, and then it turned out a fucking bear showed up, and I was like, you're my friend now. And then he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, thanks, bear. And then we hung out. And uh, Dan, you're doing a fantastic job. I had I had a great time. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, I'm McLoken. You can follow me on my Twitter, uh, at McLoken. Uh, I'm on a plethora of shows. I run my own D&D show on, uh, Wednesdays, which is tomorrow. Uh, that's Chosen. That's a D&D, uh, 5e Final Fantasy homebrewed I made up. Uh, and that's a fantastic show, and there's shenanigans going on over there. But, uh, follow me at Twitter. Uh, I tweet out when I'm going to be on a show and uh, where I'm going to be at, and uh, stop on by and watch the weird characters I come up with. <laughs> Thank you so much, McLoken. And Laurelania. Hi! I had a lot of fun today. It's really weird. Kari comes from a totally different mindset than everybody in the party of being very close to nature and very primal. And yeah, seeing Raiden just being like, fuck it, let's just go do this thing and walk out into the wild and him just like taming bears by putting his hands out pretty much. And and Glass, she just... Kari has a very warm spot in her heart for Glass just because she can, she can see the raw emotion that he puts into everything he gets excited about. Fun thing about Kari, too, is that um, I remember every insult I've ever received and nurse a silent resentment to anyone who has ever wronged me. So, <laughs> Cloak, the game is afoot. <laughs> I forgot uh, you had yeah, gotten you that You can find one. me here. That's right. Um, you can find me on my Discord, where it's a dungeon. That one is a Dungeons and Dragons Discord, and we do old school mud slash text based D and D, and it's been going really well, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. You can also find me here on Twitch. I stream Heroes of the Storm, which is a massive online battle arena thing. It's fun. I and you can follow me on Twitter, and I love. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tia. We appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tonight, both for the Long March and, of course, for the World Tree Burns. Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed yourselves. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow. I'll give you all my social media in the meantime, but uh, I'll be back tomorrow at the time of 1pm Eastern for Call of Cthulhu. I am in the Keeper seat in Doors to Darkness, and holy shit, that shit's getting weird and fucking creepy. <laughs> Uh, so definitely tune in for that. Then, of course, it's Warhammer Wednesday, 4pm Eastern. I'm so fucking excited. Jim Davis from WebDM in the DMC as the witch hunters burn and pillage their way across the old world. 
Uh, and then last nice. but not least, Star Wars Rise of the Dark Side, uh, where you guys can burn worlds and uh, have droids with feelings at the same time. So uh, check out the full schedule of shows there. Um, we'll hang out with you guys in, in Cataropolis Discord in the meantime. Uh, but until next time, my friends, try not to roll too many now ones, because we want to be here laughing when you do. Good night, everyone. Bye! Good night! Good night! Thank you, everybody! <laughs>